Dancer. Dan is back with its highly anticipated sixth season, and fans can expect some big changes. But the big question many are asking, are you ready for the year 2000? 2000. Welcome to Danden Bravo, a podcast news magazine, a cultural platform that unveils the most impactful cultural moments of a single year. And that year in question, this episode is 25, or in uh, layman's terms, 2005, 25. Yeah, I'm Dave, he's, he's Brandon, and that one over there, Danny. Welcome to the show. Welcome, uh, thank you, D- Dave, for that that welcome. I'm Brandon, the one that was over over here. Nope, didn't um, give you a direction. Oh, I said I'm. It was that's Brandon. He's Brandon, or here's he's Brandon. I'm so I'm he's. Yeah, you're just he's. <laughs> I'm he's, and uh, uh, yeah, 2005. Um, interested to hear what my co-colleague presenters have to say about this year. The, the, the midway point we'll see we'll kind of go from the beginning through the midway point of the year and get to the other side of the decade i'm calling yeah. bullshit <laughs> there's no way you're interested in what we have to say this year we all <laughs> don't like this year <laughs> yeah you especially you hate, you hate this whole season you hate everything going on interested interested it's a chore yeah, it's right. a chore for chore for all of us it's really become a chore for all of us this Stupid shit. No, it's just uh, the music from that from the main chart. 05 was a down point for the for the season yeah, so yeah. far. Everything everything else has been pretty fine, I, I think. Yeah, um, that was just like a uh, okay. But bonus bills was great, despite Brandon sabotaging the recording yet again, <laughs> not including one of my clips in there. It was like a sample or something. I, I don't know, but. It's me, Danny. I think Brandon said she's Danny. Uh, or I think Dave, Dave said she's Danny. He said he's Brandon, she's Danny. <laughs> I said the? No. No, I said that one over there. That one over that's, there. I'm, that's your classic. I'm the, yeah, uh, I'm that one over there. Whatever. Presenter number two, presenter Danny. Love, Danden Bravo. Always learn something on this one. And it's also a fun trip down memory lane. And I spend a lot of time on my stuff and force my co-host to try and pay attention and try and get through as I read stuff from Wikipedia. Can't wait to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I've made my segments shorter and shorter just to <laughs> try and help reduce the length of the show. And um, Too short. Not enough, yeah. not enough information. Well, so who, where, what are we kicking off with, uh, Dan? Are we kicking off with you? Dave, do you have anything else to say about 05 or 2005? We're right in the middle of this darn decade, aren't we? And uh, we're in middle school. No, we're we're in mi- the middle of high school. <laughs> no, we did that already. In the <laughs> okay, course. we already did that. Did so yeah, you know, we're like right. in high yeah. school. We 
we're a little bit checked out of pop culture, some of us, and Dan was more checked in, but I'm sure Ex- I'm extra checked in. You're extra checked in. You've you've done like a like a like an early check in. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> early check in for the hotel. That yeah. is two thousand five. Uh, we're uh, releasing this a bit out of order. This is coming after the bonus bills. Is this the Epi- new way, Dan? Should episode. we do this? Should we start yeah, with uh, board bills? Like it was a program that came out before Bravo, like in the history of the podcast. So maybe, maybe we, we definitely honor that. I don't, know. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's a mid, it's a midway shuffle of ordering. Of, yeah, uh, it, it makes sense to start each year with Bravo because it's a look at everything. It's you know, it's not just music. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, but except for music, really. I mean, there's a little bit of music at the end with where are they now, but generally, yeah, right. And it also makes sense because we always, well, I mean, it doesn't make sense because we always rec- end up recording board bills before this one, but yeah. the release gets shuffled and reference stuff inboard bills before we record it for bravo but bravo comes up first it's very confusing for the listener oh, sorry speaking guys. of shuffle speaking yeah. of shuffle yeah ipod shuffle brandon we want to start it off with technology <laughs> <laughs> did that come out this year uh well we got to f- find out oh, if, sorry. if the weather is kicking off uh oh yeah is there a weather report this year I feel of like course there, there is be. of course there is we've been yeah. talking about we talked about it on board bills in the there's music news, one. there's yeah. a big one. And the show that's getting released after this one, also very much weather event related. And I'll mention that too. It's, it's a, little, a little continuation little of, this, of this segment. Pretty much. Basically, right? Pretty much, yeah. So maybe we'll uh, briefly mention that. That's uh, the next episode coming out. Dandin, dandin. But yeah, I kick things off with uh, the weather. 2005, it's me. Uh, weather Dan. Precipitation. And uh, Dave has referred to me as the Weather Cocktease. <laughs> as always, Weather Cocktease. Happy to be here. Love this part of the show. It's worthwhile always. Uh, but it's especially worth doing in 2005. You know, more just sad, tragic stuff to kick off this show. You know, yeah, we start off with the sad, and then we get happier afterward. Maybe that maybe it does make sense to do things that way. You get the sad, the tragedy out of the way first, then we get into the good stuff. But uh, let's kick things off with the weather in 2005. The year 2005, no surprise here, it was the hottest on record. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've said that. I'm going to keep saying that every year. <laughs> Every year I read about the weather And each year it, just, it keeps getting hotter So not good um, The average global surface temperature Of 58.6 degrees Fahrenheit Was the highest since record keeping began in 1880 uh, January, April, September and October of 2005 Were the hottest of those months on record While March, June and November were the second warmest ever Hell yeah so, Very hot Climatologists at NASA's Goddard Institute for Space Studies, or GIS, GIS, G-I-S-S GIS <laughs> in New York City, noted that the highest global annual average surface temperature in more than a century was recorded in their analysis for the 2005 calendar year. And um, I did Today in Weather History, which <laughs> at the time I made this was August 2nd. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so this is... 
about a month before this comes out um, for my today in weather history segment. I did, never, <laughs> did you never update it? it? Okay. No, I never. I just forgot I did this. Um, August well, 2nd. It's generally this time of year. Yeah, right? August. Yeah. yeah. So August, on August 2nd, 2005, uh, Chicago had a high of 92 and a low of 65. Um, probably a little too hot. That's a hot day. That's too I hot. Know. Ooh. Philly, even hotter. High of 94 and a low of 73. 94? Yeah, That's hot. even hotter. I mean, around that time, a month, almost a month ago, a couple weeks yeah. ago, it was pretty damn hot here. So, yeah. This past week, that the time we're recording this, Chicago, unbearable. Man, it, uh, it got up to 106. Is it a wave? Whoa, 106? Yeah, it was like not normal it was strange that's too much it was like you walk you walk outside and you could feel like you could like cut the air like with a knife yeah it was like, it was so thick and hot and awful that, that's a 106 if you're driving that's a 106 in park <laughs> get out of that car get into ac to, uh insides well ac cars is fine that's true i guess <laughs> you have no ac that's a 106 in park that's 106 and death. <laughs> death. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, crack a window. And then also Ooh. Jackson, New Jersey had a high of 92, low of 71. So early August, Ooh. very hot in 2005. Kind of yeah. So yeah, that's that's us three. A month ago, <laughs> the time we're recording this, but 2005. Okay. Uh, 2005 had a storm in Uruguay. And each year as the end of August nears, Uruguayans and Argentinians prepare for La Tormenta de Santa Rosa, or the Santa Rosa Storm. So I guess it's like mm. an annual thing they prepare for. And according to local legend, the storm is predicted to occur anywhere from five days before or after August 30th, which also happens to be the annual celebration of the festival of Santa Rosa. So the legend oh. the legend originated from the belief that Isabel Flores de Oliva concocted a deadly storm to prevent Dutch pirates from attacking the city of Lima in 1615. Huh. And it's believed by locals to be the deadliest storm of the year. So it's like, it's interesting. There's like some... So they kind of honor, honor the storm down there. Yeah. They're prepared for it. They know it's coming, but they also think it's like giving them good Yeah, things. it's like a local legend, Santa Rosa storm. But I guess the storm does happen. It does happen. Like there's storms that do happen around this time every year. So there's that. Hmm. Uh, this particular storm that occurred in Uruguay in 2005, over 20,000 people lost electricity and phone service. 10 people died, forced the evacuation of 2,400 people in downtown Buenos Aires. It's believed by many to be the Santa Rosa storm of 2005, despite the fact that it occurred on the six to seven days before the 30th of August. So it's not huh. exactly, but people are saying this is the Santa Rosa storm. It says it does not necessarily have to be an extra tropical cyclone and usually is not. Okay. So, so there's that. But um, we talked about it before already. Well, I mentioned it to kick off the show. Mentioned it on board bills 2005. It's time to talk about it. Just multiple tragic weather things in this decade. I talked about the, uh, oh man, weather down. Tsunami? Think. Tsunami, thank you. Sorry. Jeez. Talked about tsunami. That was obviously horrible. But in culture, not that that, that was a very big deal. Don't get me wrong. But it like it might have been the biggest deal. I think this one it hit close yeah, to I home. Think, I think biggest deal 
Yeah. We're more aware of this one. That one was the biggest deal in terms of just people, death, yeah. and, des- and destruction. Like, didn't get, probably didn't get enough attention for how awful it was globally. This one was just such a big deal, especially for the U.S. and, like, the response afterward, especially, was right. just the, the ball was dropped. This is, of course, Hurricane Katrina. And I never, I never play clips on the weather uh, segment, <laughs> but I got to play this one. I mean, this yeah. is just such a big, famous thing for a lot of different reasons in 2005. Uh, when you talk about Hurricane Katrina, a lot of times you think of this clip. This is um, the, a concert for Hurricane Relief, like telethon. It's the relief. This is the relief fund clip, but it features Mike Myers, Kanye West, and then at the end, a small clip of uh, Chris Tucker uh, as well. Oh yeah, I feel like that always gets yeah, forgotten about. I forgot about the, that. Yeah, there's the Chris Tucker at the very end too. So let's play this. With the breach of three levees protecting New Orleans, the landscape of the city has changed dramatically, tragically, and perhaps irreversibly. There's now over 25 feet of water where there was once city streets and thriving neighborhoods. I hate the way they portray us in the media. If you see a black family, it says they're looting. If you see a white family, it says they're looking for food. And you know it's been five days because most of the people are black. And even for me to complain about, I would be a hypocrite because I've tried to turn away from the teacher TV because it's too hard to watch. I've even been shopping before even giving a donation. So now I'm calling my business manager right now to see what's, what is the biggest amount I can give. And, and just to imagine if I was, if I was down there and those are, those are my people down there. So anybody out there that wants to do anything that we can help with, with the setup, the way America is set up to help the, uh, uh, the poor, the, the black people, the, uh, the less well off as slow as possible i mean this is red cross is doing everything they can we we already realize a lot of the people that could help are at war right now fighting another way and they they they've given them permission to go down and shoot us and subtle but in even many ways more profoundly devastating is the lasting damage to the survivors will to rebuild and remain in the area the destruction of the spirit of the people of southern louisiana and mississippi may end up being the most tragic loss of all george bush doesn't care about black people please call <laughs> the show chris tucker <laughs> in the past few days America and people have been stepping up, have been stepping up right. to donate money. <laughs> wow. To do- yeah. That's <laughs> great. Yeah, like Chris Tucker at the very end is like an underrated part of the clip. His face is like, he's like, <laughs> like it's so quick. <laughs> and he's, you know, nobody was expecting Kanye to say that. There's a few things about this clip that I really like. I mean, one, I miss when Kanye seemed genuine and like he cared about I anything know. real. About like, yeah, like he cared about people. Bigger and like, things, yeah. And bigger, like, I miss this a lot. Like, um, <laughs> it's just, amazing. Yeah, like, he's such he an asshole now. Off yeah, script. He's such a horrible asshole now, and just doesn't seem like somebody that would give a shit about something like this now. You know, and then you, we could you get into a whole you know mental health <laughs> you know conversation well, with I, him. So but see, we I think what get, what that clip reveals is what's gotten lost to time is like because the the main soundbite you don't hear the beginning part. At, at all and like I don't remember that like unease in his voice right. and you can hear yeah. you can hear it he's in his affected. voice he's affected yeah and, like he yeah. And, and I agree that it does sound genuine but like 
you can see the path that led to w- what it's become of that. Like he does care so passionately, and that's why it it like imploded in in the worst way possible. Obviously, aside from you know people not you know helping him and, and him not taking care of himself and all that stuff too. But like that like that raw nerve was there in that clip and that that's gotten completely lost to time and i remember you know being younger and seeing this clip and thinking kind of how dare he say something like that it was more it was a lot of that kind of attitude at the time but years go by and you realize like no he means you know wasn't too far off i mean (laughs) like from you know from what he's saying and yeah i was a fan of him and i remember seeing the full clip and like if I saw it live, but I remember like the, there's a whole thing in the beginning where he talks about like I'm a hypocrite myself. I went shopping before I donated, but people just did not expect him to to do that because they didn't know. No, at that point, like he was just coming on the scene, becoming popular, so people didn't know that he was like he's not able to control himself. If he has something on his mind, he has right. to say it for yeah. better yeah. or for worse. Yeah, he he was seen as a good rapper, then this happened, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, he's he's unique. This is a different guy. Yeah. This is a different kind of person. <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. Kanye West, you know, because that takes takes some balls <laughs> to just go on this telephone and say something like that. Like, that's, you know. Also, um, just the, yeah. with Mike Myers, like, <laughs> very on script. Oh, yeah. After, like, yeah. Kanye does this whole, like, spiel... He tries to go back into the right. script. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike Myers <laughs> is, yeah, like he's he's in such an interesting spot because it doesn't seem like he necessarily wants to disagree with Kanye, but he's just still uncomfortable. Kind of nodding like, his yeah. head. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to just, yeah, remain as neutral as possible. But, I mean, yeah, that's a seminal seminal moment. Also, telethons. Like that's a. I think that's what that was, right? Is that what that was? Oh yeah, yeah that okay. Yeah. okay, yeah. But I feel like that's probably the last gasp of them. I'm sure they happen, but not as not as on such a big scale, probably where they're going to get the same right traction yeah. and star power involved with with that. There was one for COVID, I remember, in New York, right? Because everyone was forced to <laughs> be on their computers and stuff. Yeah. That's like the most recent like tragedy. Uh, yeah, telethon I can think of. It was a telethon raising money for the um, like the experimental medicine. What, what is it called? Uh, <laughs> Ivermectin. Ivermectin. Yeah, yeah. It's for, <laughs> it's for Joe Rogan. All right. Uh, <laughs> so um, I didn't really talk. I haven't talked that much about Hurricane Katrina itself. Right. You know, it's um, certainly hit New Orleans the hardest. Category five Atlantic hurricane. Uh, almost 1,400 deaths, damage between 97 and $145 billion. <laughs> like, Christ, like that's that's insane. Uh, late August 2005, costliest trop- tropical cyclone on record at the time. Now it's actually tied with Hurricane Harvey in 2017. Um, and fourth most intense Atlantic hurricane on record that made landfall in the United States uh, by barometric pressure. Yeah, and like the loss of lives, it's do, it was f- flooding is really what was just so awful. Um, fatal engineering flaws in the flood protection system, specifically the levee around the city of New Orleans. Um, eventually, 80% of the city, uh, as well as large areas of neighboring parishes were flooded for weeks, uh, just destroyed a lot of their transportation and communication facilities. 
yeah, prompted a massive national international response effort, you know, which is part of kind of what we're seeing here in this clip. Federal, local, private rescue operations to evacuate people displaced in the following weeks. And then investigations concluded that U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, which had designed and built the region's levees decades earlier, was responsible for the failure of the flood control systems. But federal courts later ruled that the Corps could not be held financially liable due to sovereign immunity in the Flood Control Act of 1928. So a lot of interesting and fucked up stuff here. Um, emergency, and then, and then there's a whole thing here about the emergency response was widely criticized, um, leading to the resignation of FEMA director Michael Brown and uh, New Orleans Police Department Superintendent Eddie Compass. A lot of government officials faced criticism for their responses. Yeah, so, so on and so forth. So, uh, let's move on. Uh, it's natural disaster, Danny, so more bad news. It's me. Natural. I guess that's not a natural disaster, even though it caused so much destruction. Right, yeah. It is a, you know, a weather event. Um, but uh, natural disaster, Danny. It was wet. It's just wet. Thank you, Dave. Is that what makes it a different from, like, earthquake or... Um, like a natural disaster? Well, it's natural disaster isn't weather. It's like earth. Right. Quaking. Or... Yeah. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> Is that right? I, well, I don't know when I When I talk about natural <laughs> disasters, I'm talking about, like, earthquakes and, um... Hurricanes and... No, a hurricane is never included in natural disaster. Hurricanes, weather, usually, I, I think. But isn't that natural? Oof. I mean, I mean, yes, the definition of the word <laughs> natural. Yeah, that would also put... Are you saying it's a geostorm? Are you saying it was... I'm a... saying when you use the term natural disaster, you're not referring to hurricanes, usually, I don't think. For, what, for whatever right, reason. Definitely. Hey, I'm seeing cyclone. I'm seeing flood on this list of deadliest natural disasters. Let's see. Cyclone, avalanche... Okay, avalanche. That's an int- okay. Okay. <laughs> what makes it different? It's the same. It's the same. I don't know. Thing. Just let me categorize it, please. Um, <laughs> let me. So you've already talked about two natural disasters, and you're doing another one. Okay. Different cool. segment. Different thing. Because this is about a uh, natural. This is about a. This is about disasters. About to talk about a plane crash. Which. Maybe, okay. 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 Maybe that's not a natural disaster. <laughs> unnatural. It is natural. All right, maybe I missed. Yeah, we were right. meant to fly. <laughs> fine, yeah. fine. I don't, D- disaster, I don't really care disaster Danny. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Disaster Danny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dan's Aster. The segment's a disaster. It never used to be until the other. <laughs> it, it hasn't been. A bunch of times I've done this, it is now for some reason. Okay, this is Air. Sorry, proceed. Air, Fr- Air France Flight 358 uh, plane crash. It was a uh, international flight from Paris to Toronto, uh, also in August, 2005. Landing at Pearson Airport, the plane, so it was operating the route, overran the runway, crashed into nearby Etobicoke Creek, about a thousand feet beyond the end of the runway, but all 309 passengers and crew on board survived. Oh, very good. But uh, 12 people sustained serious injuries. Oh, very bad. The accident highlighted the vital role played by highly trained flight attendants during an emergency. Interesting. Okay. We applaud them. Due to inclement weather, 540 flights departing and arriving at Pearson were canceled. Uh, Who cares? Why did I include this? 
Alright. Uh, was there a bad storm? Is that the reason why yeah, there was, yeah, yeah. You crash landed? You done with your segment, Dad. You already did two things. Jean Lapierre. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no, there was a reason why... I don't know. I, mean, I thought I was kind of interested by this. Oh, because the creek. The creek is like kind of... <laughs> okay, the Canadian Minister of Transport, which it's funny that okay. that's like the title. That's like a job. The Canadian Minister of Transport. It's like Harry Potter or something. Uh, Jean Lapierre referred to Flight 358 as a miracle because everyone on board survived despite the aircraft's complete destruction. Okay, so like the the, the plane got really fucked up. Oh, but, uh, the plane got destroyed. Um, it's called the Miracle in Toronto, the Toronto Miracle, Miracle Escape, and the Miracle of Runway 24L. Okay. That's how I know it as. Yeah, the last one. Right, yeah. Miracle. I, right, I know you, yeah, you talk about it a lot. <laughs> Okay, the accident was investigated by the Transportation Safety Board of Canada. The final report issued, it's the unfavorable weather conditions and the poor landing decisions Boom. made by the flight crew wow. were found to be major factors leading to the crash. Poor visibility. It's still not a natural disaster. Assigned runway. <laughs> well, I kind of get it, though, because it, it caused destruction, right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. I've included plane crash kind of stuff before in this segment, so I just did it again. I like. I mean, it is interesting. This is interesting. I mean, we should, like, I'm glad you're bringing it up. Does it fit in this category? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. S- Sully what? is not a natural disaster movie. <laughs> it's a plane crash movie. Yeah, but 2012. What's it up? Natural disaster okay, plane movie. landing movie. Yeah. Did did weather cause that? No. <laughs> Listen, you're right what you're saying. I just, for whatever reason, I included this. And in my head, this is a part of, uh, it's probably under like natural disasters of 2005, like wiki oh, section. Because we did talk about just like general disasters can go into here too. Just general like tragedies, like terrorist attacks. Where everybody survived. It was a plane that died. Well, the, a plane got destroyed. That's sad. That's really tragic. Yeah, I don't know why. I guess hurricanes, I wouldn't put in this section, but like a tsunami, I would. I don't have a good. I, I don't, I don't have no a good sense. answer to that. that I don't have no a good sense. answer to that. Because in my mind, hurricane is like just severe rain and wind. Tsunami is like a different thing. <laughs> tsunami is like is a wave. I wouldn't call that weather. It's a wave. What? It's caused by the weather. Okay, but no. It's all the caused hurricane by weather. is the weather. Okay, that makes sense, I think. Hurricane is the weather. A tsunami isn't the weather. A hurricane is the weather. Yeah, but what... Yeah, uh, but, okay, but, good but, point, good point. It's not the yeah, weather. Yeah, but a hurricane is still water. It's still the water. It's not like it's a different part of the ocean that, like, hits the okay, tsunami but a hurricane, does. But like you, a hurricane is, like, insane winds and rain. A tsunami is, is a wave that happens afterward. That's a natural disaster. A hurricane is yeah, the storm. Part a hurricane is like an extreme storm. I wouldn't call <laughs> a tsunami a weather event. It's a natural disaster caused by earthquakes. Earthquakes are not weather. Earthquake is not a weather thing at all. It's a natural disaster. Yeah, though. so is a tsunami. Huh. It's not a weather thing. I guess hurricane could be different. Hurricane is weather. Hurricane is weather. I understand. Cyclone I understand is the difference between like. I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, the impact that it has on people and places, like... In my head, a natural disaster isn't a weather thing. It's earthquakes, it's volcanoes, it's a tsunami. So, so you're so tornado is what? That's a tough one. I, I actually don't know. I actually don't know. I don't know what you would call that. I, uh, 
<laughs> I don't know how you would categorize that. It's a, it's a, it's it is a weather, weather event. It's a weather, it's a weather event, event that causes natural disaster. Right. Okay. But that's what a that's what hurricane, hurricane shouldn't is. be in it's that a, section, a, though. Why not? I would put a tornado like I would put a hurricane in their like extreme weather events. A natural disaster. Uh, look at this. I'm getting. I am getting some some alternate opinions here, just based on this one uh, <laughs> headline I saw on, on Google. This is what it says. Hurricanes, cyclones, and other extreme weather events are not natural disasters. Yeah, I think I read that. The term That's natural disaster, despite being widely used, is problematic. Well, and now I'm seeing on a government website, hurricane is categorized as a disaster event. Not natural. Like, though. oh, you're going to hate this. Okay, Brandon, you're, you're going to hate this take, Brandon. A flood is a natural disaster. It's caused from weather event. The flood isn't the weather event. Okay. Mm. This may, You know what? I'm all in on this. This uh, makes sense. It makes to sense. Me. This Actually, makes sense. That makes to me. sense. It's the flood of Hurricane Katrina was a natural disaster. The yeah. flooding. The hurricane but is not a natural disaster. The hurricane itself is a, it's a, is weather. a weather event. It's a weather this is what event. I'm saying the effect that it has, the damage that it causes. But you're is trying the to argue disaster. that that should that like Hurricane Katrina should be in my natural disaster <laughs> section? No, it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. Well, it could because of of the flooding. The flooding. Okay, then that's well, then we're getting into paragraphs of my like <laughs> section. The hurricane itself is not a natural disaster. Flooding is, earthquakes are, tsunamis are. Those are natural disasters. Yeah. Mudslide, drought. Mudslide, avalanche. Avalanche. Drought, yeah. All very good, Dave. UFOs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> UFOs. The... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plane crash. <laughs> yeah, that one makes no sense at all. I don't. I don't. I just don't even have an answer as to why I include that. I think I've done it before. Um, all right. Well, let's move on. Maybe because we're just holding a, uh, Dan's segment up. Yeah, I finished a long time ago. Finished in 2005. All right, somebody else go. <laughs> go, Brandon. Take take the lead. Later. Dandin, dandin. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do a little bit of just a a little bit of a jumble here because there wasn't a lot of interesting technology. It's pretty much just the same shit over and over again. Right. Uh, this decade, it's like, like, like the new iPod is the iPod Nano, which now for us does hold a little significance because of Dave. Dave had an iPod Nano. Nano that we used on the show. We did. Um, Dave used it for your power hour, right? No, we use it for a uh, 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 consumption junction. That was like the music we yes. listened to. It was non, yes, we, non, non was the theme. So right. my iPod non-no non <laughs> being played on shuffle was the music we were hearing. Right, right. And it was just shuffled from your iPod Nano. Yeah, Washington so Nano non-me. Uh, As well, was Dan. the non Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. We ate non-bread. Yeah. And I forget what the drink was. Non-alcoholic, um, non-alcoholic, something or non- something maybe. Um, so iPod Nano was the um, Nano. <laughs> Nano <laughs> was like the the iPod that was released. But like again, every technology thing was the same over and over again about like oh the Apple improved this and and little little things like that. So it's just it it it, it started to get a little bit uninteresting. So I wanted to try and dig a little deeper to find a couple of things uh, technology-wise that, that could maybe pique somebody's interest. So one of the things that I did see is something called the Life Straw. Have you heard of the Life Straw? The Life Straw. It's not Live Strong bracelet you're talking about, right? <laughs> it's not that's a Live Strong bracelet. <laughs> okay. It is not a Live Strong bracelet. It is a, 
it kind of looks like a um, like a straw. big plastic syringy type straw, and it's made to filter out toxins and water so that people could drink in the state of like a disaster or something like that. Mm. So they can like oh. drink from natural. I think like, I might have heard something like this. Okay. Water. You've probably seen it before, because uh, I, I have. I think I don't know if it's the same version of it, but they are. They are things that are around. So How's it's it work? Just like it's got like filters in it, I guess, and it, and it filters out, I guess, toxins or stuff like it's saying, like carbine and iodine that would be carbon and iodine that are in, you know, water that you typically couldn't drink. So um, you I'm can sure go to like a lake or a creek and just put your straw in there and start. I think it's more Sipping for. Through. I don't think it's supposed to be like, hey, take it to the mm, beach. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's, 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 like a well water, just, like like like. I think okay. it's just like in a state of an emergency, and you need something. This will get you to a point where you'll get hydrated, but like you shouldn't just like sip on it. Like, okay. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> just take it to a lake and just start sipping. Yeah. Good idea. Um. So, so that was one thing. <laughs> don't don't ever, don't drink lake water, no matter what, Dave. No filter is going to help you. Like, really? But the life straw, you, you can now. You well, can. Yeah, you shouldn't drink like still water. That's bad. Hmm. There was this bike. Oh, it's called the Shift Tricycle. I ha- I couldn't find a video on it, but it was a. It didn't kind of look like a toy, but okay. it is meant to be a kind of transition bike from tricycle to bike, but a little bit more advanced where the faster the rider goes, the tricycle wheels move together and become basically one wheel. So it like becomes huh. a bicycle. And then when they slow down, it co- it becomes a tricycle again. So it's, if the person's trying to like build up that confidence to get into a bike, it'll like stabilize yeah. them. And oh, stuff cool. Like that. It doesn't seem like it was very successful. It looks like it was pretty like, expensive and and intricate Mm. um but i did want to pull up a video now dan if i say the name of this and this is somehow in your toy segment i will allow you to stop me um because i don't know if it would actually show up in your toy segment i I don't know it's it's kind of tricky so i doubt it i don't think i have any tech stuff in my toy segment for this year okay so games it is called the iCat. <laughs> no? No, I don't know what this is at all. iCat. Yeah, this is... I'm not even going to tell you what it is uh, at first. I'm just going to play play this video, and then um, we will go from there. So this is made by the company Philips Research. And there is a product that this will definitely remind you of. Okay. I have an idea of what it could be, but I'm now excited to see what it really is. Exploring enjoyable interaction with iCat is the beginning of this video here. iCat is a user interaction robot for studying intelligent behavior and social interaction styles in the home, aimed at developing software technologies for decision making and reasoning. iCat's interaction style is modeled after interaction between humans using speech, facial expressions, and intelligent behavior. (laughs) In this example, iCat acts as a game buddy. Hi, my name is Katie. iCat is awake. What is yours? My name is Anne. 
Nice to meet you, Anne. I like playing games. Would you like to play one with me? Okay. Good. Then I may have a nice game for you here. Let's play. I can't look sad though. The game is called Tic Tac Toe. We're concerned. If you place three. Okay, so. <laughs> I can't. It's, it's kind of like a, I guess, like a next level Furby type of situation. Yeah. But, right. like, you know, meant to, like, gauge and, I guess, learn emotional responses of the of the user. But it is so unappealing. <laughs> Scary. It, it, like, it is so... I kind of like it. I mean, it appeals to me, but I would... <laughs> yeah, to a child, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It, it's The lips it, just look I, like hot dogs. They look like hot dogs. <laughs> um, I actually yeah. will. I have to send you guys a video later of something that it, that it reminds me of that's really funny. But it's so weird because the Furby was so obvious. Like, I, like if you took the fur off a of Furby, it would look probably scarier than this. Like, yeah. So it's like they could have done a little bit more to make this thing look like a, a cute, appealing cat. But it seems like right. they were trying to make it, uh, I guess, a little bit more advanced. It's funny they made it a cat because, like, cats don't talk. So <laughs> you could have made it anything. Like, I i guy or i friend i don't know right also are they even allowed to do the i thing like the lowercase i that's a good question thing is i thought that was an yeah. apple i i assumed that was an apple thing i mean maybe the, maybe I, the, I mean this company probably had this in production for a long time so maybe it was like like the patents were pending at the same time or oh, something maybe. like that i'm um, shocked they were allowed to do that but i mean so, i'm kind of interested in iCat. Are they still around or are they what, what's the uh, <laughs> no. deal with them no, no, I don't. I don't think um, they never were around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was interesting. Like they had a very expressive face, right? So yeah, the lips would turn into a smile, like go up and down. Like you know, it's how a human's face is very expressive. Sometimes, like the eye cat is very expressive, but it didn't seem to match like what it was saying. No, it, it maybe had trouble like communicating its own emotions because it looked very concerned when it was saying like you want to play a game uh, <laughs> uh yeah its uh, eyebrows weren't as expressive as the mouth I mean, it was like a saw thing <laughs> um so Jigsaw. I, I don't think it ever got past uh like research and like prototype and i guess initial marketing um thing. dang um yeah i think it was just a prototype so so that's pretty much it for technology. The only things I want to say food-wise, a couple of significant things. The BK Chicken Fries uh, debuted in 2005. Yeah, I used to eat that shit. Um, oh, they I'm were great. Yeah. I used now. to eat that shit up. Uh, Tony's Chocolonely. I'm oh, sure we have that at my, at my theater. Yeah, they're like everywhere now. That's like a big like chocolate bar you'll see. In, in it got invented in 2005? Yes. Good brand. Yeah, they got... It, they weird shapes. Have you eaten them? Brennan? I haven't. No. What are they? Choc Choco. Choco Lonely. Lonely. I don't think I know this. You would recognize. Here, I'll pull up the picture of of them they're, so you can see what they look like. They're um, chocolate bars, but if you take off the wrapper, like it has interesting like uh, individual pieces. They're like interesting shapes. You see? Oh. Kind of funky. Cool. No, I've never seen this. Yeah, these are great. They're kind of. They're funky. and like they got like <laughs> this like nice kind of like paper wrapping. Yeah. yeah. Good chocolate too. And then finally, Trump vodka. <laughs> oh no, that's not finally. That's the third the thing, Trump vodka. But then finally, it was first Wait. known as four, but four loco company oh, began really? oh. in two thousand five. But it really? was only called four 
Why? It, it, it didn't take until, I think, like 2007 to adopt the Loco. But, yeah, the initial version of it was apparently equal to four to six beers, one espresso, and one Red Bull. So, definitely dangerous. Four to six beers? Yes. Why didn't they call it four to six? Why <laughs> just four? Like, what does a four represent? No idea. At least four locos, like, yes, yeah, four locos for people who want to go loco. That made sense. But the four, it feels like it should be like the opposite. Four is just like a an abbreviated version of four loco. How did it start with four and then become four? Anyway. And then the other thing about Trump vodka is that I thought the guy didn't even drink. <laughs> right? Isn't he like famously, he's like not yeah. a drinker. He's just not a, a drinker. A freak. Yep. A sober freak. Sober freak. Just uh, fish delights, as he calls them, um, from McDonald's. <laughs> that's um, that's funny you bring that up, like, because coincidentally this week, Leslie was just telling me that she was asking me if I think people should have a problem with the fact that Blake Lively is like notoriously doesn't really drink, like not a drinker, but she's a spokesperson mm-hmm. for I forget what it is, some alcohol brand, not. Ryan Reynolds drink different. That's his own thing. That's oh, his really? Gin. Okay. She has her own alcoholic beverage, but she isn't a drinker. So you're kind of saying the same thing, right? Trump doesn't really drink. He has a vodka. Well, what does he know about this vodka? He's probably never even tasted. Yeah, like it. what do you think about celebrities endorsing think like uh, they don't drink? I don't. Is it? I don't know. Do, I we, it do, we, all the time. do we take issue with do it? Do it for the money? Is it, is it ch- no, I don't think. I don't think I need McConaughey to have to drive a Lincoln to do a commercial. Like I don't. I don't care. For like a food product, if you're not even using the food item, I think it's like, how do you even know if it's good or not? How could you? It like is a little really weird. I don't it? think I have a, well, that much him, of a problem for him with it. He put, yeah. his, he put his name on it. It's different for someone else who's like Cor- just being a spokesperson. Okay, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That is a very different. Yeah. So there you go. There's that's food and tech uh, shoved <laughs> together into one. So there we go. Dan, rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something. No. <laughs> Rebuttal. Yeah, I do. You should give me an opportunity to, to do that, though, with every Brandon segment from now on. Tired of being sabotaged on this show, both on the show and in the editing room. You can edit one. I'll tell you, if I did it, it would take me a month. <laughs> but I would do it right. But, yeah. I would include all kinds of fun stuff. All right. Um, Danden, Danden. Okay, so... I think it was oh four. We I did not have uh, no toys and games section because it just you didn't becomes now because what did you do because it becomes uh, I did all my other ones. What do you mean? Did what, did, just, what did I do? Do we it, even do an episode that year? Like how could we <laughs> go on without toys and games? Because it shifted to um, just video games, video really. Games. Like, oh, like, just video like games. Like the, right, right, the, right. the highest selling, like the best toy, according to my normal resources, was uh, whatever video game system. Xbox. I see. And I, see. I see that still I happening cap. with my normal resources. But I figured out a way to shift gears and include the toys and games segment. Okay. So we're back in it. It's uh, it's me, little kid Danny. Hi. Hi, it's hey, little kid Danny. Hey, guys. We're back. I took a break. I was in timeout. It's funny that you're still a little kid, but you've been doing this since 1990. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you've been doing this segment since 1990. It's 2005, so what's the deal? I don't know. But <laughs> sorry that we missed out 2004. I was in timeout. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> Are you gonna behave this time? We're gonna <laughs> now, uh, but we're gonna start in Toy Dad. Toy Dad. It's Toy Dad. So, as I was saying, the normal resources <laughs> that I would use for this segment all said the main toy from this year is Xbox 360. Xbox 360 comes out this year. That's really it's that's the, same the for toy, tech, the top thing. Yeah, like everybody's talking about Xbox 360. But I found a great resource that I'm going to share the screen with you guys. Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish it was all there. Maybe it is if I just searched the right thing. Uh, is this okay? Okay, it is. It's the it's the Toady Awards. <laughs> it's the Toady Awards, which stands for Toy of the Year, and I'm your host, Ryan Toy Chest. <laughs> That's good. So, these are the 2006 Toady winners, but these are I looked into it. All these toys are from 2005. These right. are all toys like releasing. Yeah, it's like right. what Brandon chooses not to do. Which I respect. He doesn't go ahead to the right. You never do that, right, Brandon? You you don't like look ahead at next year's awards, even though it is shows. No, I do for the Tonys. I do that year's t- Tony Award show. Yeah. But for the Oscars, I do, I do like 2006's Oscars. Okay. Okay. So all right. The- so that's what I'm doing for the Toadies. Uh, it's mm. 2000. It's this by the uh, what is this? Toyassociation.com. And let's go through some of these uh, winners. So Toy of the Year is the Fly Pentop Computer. So it's like a pen computer. That pen's the computer? I guess. Yeah, Le- Leap- LeapFrog was like a kid. It was like a little kid like company. Like they would have oh, like a... Oh, right. It's like early development. Learning. Like, yeah. Learning. So yeah, I've gotten shit from them, from my nieces and nephews. The... Uh, to make them smart. Act- activity Toy of the Year, Lego Star Wars... And they're showing a B-Wing, which as a kid was always my favorite ship. Mm-hmm. Love that. And then you have B-Wing? Okay, wait, you have these, Looks like an X. You have, <laughs> you have these other nominees, like a 7-Eleven Slurpee drink maker. That's how, okay. That's how, well, I was just going to point out what? the Dr. Dreadful Freaky Food Lab, which is similar to the Slurpee drink maker. It was like a, like a, like a... A, a science lab dungeon type thing and you would make these like weird snacks and food and drinks and stuff. I, I see. Had, definitely had that. Not at that time when I was like younger. Like easy bake oven, kind of, yeah. but creepy more, crawlers like type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. More mad scientist looking. Mm-hmm. And Dave, there's uh, Black Belt's Home Karate Studio by Spin Master. Oh. I hung up my belt by this time. Uh, but um, Could have used it. Oh, Magic Glow Doodle Bear. I remember the commercials for Doodle Bear. It was like, I love you, Doodle Bear. Okay. <laughs> and then it separates. There's Boy Toy of the Year and Girl Toy of the Year. You know, that's not happening anymore. <laughs> oh you, know, you know, that's not happening anymore. I have a clip of this commercial. I'll show boy you. Toy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave was Boy Toy of the Year for 2005. <laughs> Means something else. Boy toy, boy toy of the year. Boy it was a uh, Tyco RC Shell Shocker, which I have a commercial for that, which I'll show you guys. It's pretty great. Uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff nominated. Educational toy of the year. Also that pen. <laughs> Electronic <laughs> entertainment toy of the year is the Radica. Oh, I had this. 20, it's a 20 questions. Oh, 20 oh, questions. Yeah. It's a 20 yes, questions thing. I had that too. That was a fun little oh, piece. The Batman 
MAGA Batman? No, it just says... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just M-A-G, the Batman... Villains of Gotham City, Villains of Gotham City TV action game is one of the nominees. Hmm. Uh, game of the year, Apples to Apples. We've played that. Whoa, great! You see this? I dog. Oh wow! Oh, so there's an I okay. dog and an I cat this year. Yeah, but that's capital I. I wonder if that's the difference. Oh, it's like I hyphen yeah. dog. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Interactive well, music. The other companion. one was like lowercase I, capital C cat. Uh, game of the year. Some board games, which Apple, I'll go back oh to. Apples to Apples, a, yeah. cl- a classic. What uh, a great game. Candyland DVD was nominated. Interesting. Ooh. Dave, love Candyland. And S- Sudoku. Um, board for my DVD collection. Sudoku board game. Oh, I used to play Sudoku all the time in 2005. All right, Girl Toy of the Year, Dora's Talking Kitchen. <laughs> I was actually reading a little bit about this. This is a big toy. Um, Dora. How big is that kitchen? I don't know. Huh. <laughs> Big deal. Is it, is it tiny or big deal? Oh, yeah, big deal, tiny um, kitchen. Bratz Babies is one of the nominees. Some more Bratz stuff. You remember that came out a few years ago? <laughs> they became babies. Babies <laughs> with a Z. Um, That's fun. Infant preschool toy of the year is Weebles Weebly Wobbly Treehouse. That looks fun. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Innovative toy of the year is, again, this stupid pen. This pen top computer. <laughs> this <laughs> pen is probably not that great. No. IZ. There's something just called IZ. They got paid off is, by. It's just IZ by Zizzle. I don't know what that is. IZ. <laughs> oh, and Robo Raptor. That's probably something Dave would like. Robo Raptor. Oh, Wowie Toys. They made the the robot we liked. Oh, Ro- Sapien. Uh, Robo Sapien. Robo <laughs> Robo Sapien. Okay, so now yeah. they're doing Robo Raptor. Okay. Yeah, branching out. You have Outdoor Toy of the Year. Air Hogs. The evolution of Air Hogs. Them. RC Dominator. Yeah, I remember yeah, those. Yeah, that looks dangerous. Uh, <laughs> and then. Property of the year. It's like a natural disaster. Uh, oh, okay. So happen. it's like brand. Like property of the year is Door the Explorer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then special property t- of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a war- property of the year. It's yeah. like IP that got incorporated. Property into of the year. Oh, it's so uh it's uh Bill, our CFO's lake house. It's uh, property. It's <laughs> <laughs> property of the year. Uh, okay. Thomas and friends still up there, huh? Wow. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. So, yeah, Thomas and Friends, Star Wars, Cinderella, and Bratz are all the properties nominees. That makes sense. Cinderella, interesting, yeah. actually. Uh, okay, Specialty Toy of the Year, 3D Pool Table. Wow, look at that. That's cool. 3D Pool hey, Table. it's like a three-decker pool table. Yeah. It's like a club sandwich pool table. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so I wanted to show you guys that. That's pretty fun. Wait, you didn't say reta- Retailer of oh, the Year. Oh, sorry. Retailer of the Year is Target. <laughs> Uh, didn't show Congrats. didn't show the nominees. Target, okay. I feel like Target really took off. Yeah, in the two thousands, mid two thousands especially. So let me show you guys uh, the winner of Boy Toy of the Year, which was the Shell Shocker. There's <laughs> <laughs> a commercial for the Shell Shocker, the RC car. I definitely had an RC. Part beast, part alien, part machine. It's Shell Shocker from Tyco RC. It's giant transforming claws shred through grass, rip through sand, and tear through mud. Shell Shocker fears nothing. Super fast speed and incredible tail whips. For its (laughs) final assault, Shell Shocker transforms again, locks on target, then moves in for the attack. Unleash the beast. Oh, oh my god. Oh <laughs> my god. Looks like it murdered a family in there. <laughs> yeah. I think it did. It rolled into a, the dog <laughs> door. 
<laughs> like what? It like blew. <laughs> I think it went into a dog door it, it in a house. Into a bomb. And mur- it turned into a bomb and <laughs> and blew up and it like destroyed a whole family's. Uh, so lives. yeah, the branding that that right. was the branding of stuff for boys, like geared towards boys. Like you, so can, it was a weapon. You can fuck shit up. Like that's you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like that's it's a very um adaptable, yeah, uh, multi-functioning right. weapon. Yeah, it, 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 it would like be a car, but then it would turn into like a ball, like a, like a what's that animal that does that? Like um, oh, armadillo. Armadillo. Like armadillo. Yeah, it was like an armadillo, basically, it was like an armadillo race car. RC, Tyco RC. I had a Tyco RC car at one point. I remember Tyco RC. Oh, it was for racing. Um, I guess it was for racing. I thought it was for like destruction. It's probably both. And also at one point, like. Had like radar that it detected like a lizard in the area, and then it tried to like d- like kill the lizard. <laughs> yeah, it had like a Terminator like interface where it interpreted um, lizard as enemy. All right, let me share this real quick, and we can move on past this crap. Uh, this is the big Happy Meal toy at McDonald's in two thousand five. It's uh. <laughs> And this is from multiple resources. <laughs> they all said the same thing. This is a big one this year. It's the cat and the dog art list collection. So it's these stupid like stuffed animal cat and dogs. I don't know why this was a big deal, but it was. More dogs and cats, guys. They're st- still popular. <laughs> oh, Brandon failed to mention his food segment. It's the year McDonald's oh. made the impossible happen. Oh, I thought they were they introduced impossible. I thought they introduced like an impossible <laughs> thing. It's just a uh, um <laughs> They're still talking about these toys. <laughs> they got dogs and cats to coexist peacefully. Okay. That's the impossible. How do they expect anybody to read this? You have to scroll one line at a time? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm trying to what I'm dealing with with this what? stupid yeah. site? Yeah. So many so many websites are just like you so bad. D- yeah. D- go on just poorly made. Their collars acted as keychains, so you could Okay. You could totes them around on your Jansport. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Let's move on. I just wanted to mention that quickly. Quickly. Board games. I mentioned uh, Apples to Apples won board game of the year, but a big one yeah. this year, according to a different resource, just like a okay. new game, because I don't think Apples to Apples was a new game. That's just one best game. This is the game of the year. Yeah, this is a new yeah. game, new board game from this year. This is... Twilight Imperium third edition. So what? it's uh, an epic empire building game of interstellar conflict, trade, and struggle for power. Players take the roles of ancient galactic civilizations, each seeking to seize the imperial throne via warfare, diplomacy, and technological progression. Here's some uh, some pictures of some uh, of this. <laughs> what is this? Do you ever play this, uh, guys? It seems like it I would looks, never play this in my life. Yeah. It looks like terraforming Mars. Yeah, again. it does kind of look like oh. that. Yeah, we're getting into like high strategy, like yeah. real nerd shit. Uh, Twilight Imperium kind of looks like a Guardians of the Galaxy. It looks like a, a lion type character. Yeah, hmm. I'm not playing this. Yeah, pass. You loved uh, no, I really, I really Mars. did love Terraforming Mars. That game was great. <laughs> no, I would play this. This is probably fun. Um, but yeah, checking out all the... Oh, we got a baby Looks here. Looks too complicated. Hey, that baby's not playing this game. No way. Nah, that baby's <laughs> just chewing on stuff. Probably choking on the little pieces. Okay. <laughs> um, inevitable. Well, we're already... Ex- I guess 
it's kind of toy dand, but we're exiting toy dand. Uh, moving on to video games in 2005 because they continue to be just bigger than ever. Huge. The uh, So let's see. The Family Entertainment Protection Act, FIPA, is introduced by Senators Hillary Clinton, Joe Lieberman, and Evan Bay. By The bill calls for a federal mandate enforcement of the Entertainment Software Rating Board, ESRB, rating systems for video games in order to protect children from inappropriate content. So they're really... Trying to come down on video games here really sucks. Um, <laughs> they suck. Let's move on to hardware releases. So Xbox 360, that's the big one this year. I have, yeah. um, I'm going to play a little bit of this. It is uh, the E3, which I've mentioned before. This is like mm-hmm. the big video game conference every year. Um I think, was it E3 where I played the release of uh, Xbox a couple years ago, Bill Gates and The Rock? <laughs> um, Probably. Yeah. It's a bit st- still going on. Yep. So I want to play the beginning of this. <laughs> it's just like the intro to this show. It's, it's a woman with like a satchel. Hello. And my name is Kim. I'm here to start you on a journey into the future of entertainment. It's a future where I am always at the center of a world of experiences that include my games and my friends. It's a future where my games are always personalized to match my desires. A future where those games connect me to the people and experiences I care about most. That future starts right here Right now. <gasps> she brought out the Xbox 360. Everybody gets their first look at it. This is my Xbox 360. It's here and it's on. <laughs> she turned it on, by the way. She pressed the power button. Welcome to the future of gaming. Nah, I can't. I'm not going to listen to this. Yeah, now we got these nerds coming out. Take over. Welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the launch of Xbox 360. Very big deal. Um, but I was a little more interested in this launch for this hardware. It, it, I don't, don't even remember this, but this also came out. Must have been pretty short-lived. It is Nintendo Game Boy Micro. Game Boy Micro. So an even smaller. Uh, nin- How small is it? Game Boy. I got to see how small this is because, yeah, Game Boy is pretty tiny. Right. This is Game Boy Micro. There's also um, Game Boy, like, like Pocket. There's Pocket. Right? Yeah, this is Micro. So you can't even see it. No, it's a <laughs> handheld game console originally released in 2005 in Japan. Um, it's basically Handheld? More like finger hold. It's basically just an even smaller Game Boy Advance. Handheld? More like finger held. Okay. Great, Dave. Because that, that's not how As small Nintendo it is. begins to take on new forms, it's important that we can measure how addictive they truly are. That mouse wants that game. Oh, it's humping it. It's humping it? Oh. The new Game Boy Micro. Okay. Extremely portable. Extremely stylish. Oh, I kind of remember that now. You want to dissect that commercial a little bit? <laughs> so it was Damn. It was like um, an experiment. You know, your, your classic experiment setup where <laughs> it's like a, a maze for a mouse and does it go to the cheese or is it going to go to 
the Game Boy Micro, it goes to the Game Boy Micro, and so it's humping it. And so these scientists cut, <laughs> cover it with a clipboard, and that's basically the uh, the commercial. I leave that in. Bashful scientist. Yeah. Yeah. I do kind of remember that now that I saw it, now that I saw it, but I I don't I don't. Yeah, I kind of remember humping a. It looked like Game it was Boy like the Micro. size of like it could fit in your palm. So like it had to be smaller than Game Boy Advance. Yeah. So. It looked like a fake thing you would get, like like mouth. from a fast food restaurant that had like like a game, like a little game on <laughs> right. it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, so some notable game releases, and then we'll move on. It is uh, Resident Evil Four for GameCube and PS2. That's uh, the most critically acclaimed game of 2005. Resident Evil Four, probably too scary. Those games are always really scary. Damn, move out, move out the neighborhood, maybe Resident. <laughs> um, God of War for PS2, big title, big one. It's um, so it's a big series. God of War, which one? What, what number? Uh, no, original for PS2. God, oh, God of War, okay. first God of War. Um, I tried to find some clips and fun stuff. Nothing was that fun, but this is Guitar Hero 2005. So oh, um, yeah, the launch of Guitar Hero? launch of Guitar Heroes Hero? 2005 um, for PS2. Yeah. Started the cultural phenomenon of rhythm games, right? It's easily one of the most influential games of this decade, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Play with an actual guitar controller. I think it wasn't until, like, Guitar Hero 2 or 3 where it, like, really took off. And, like, really, like, everybody had it, I remember. Like, and it would be at all, like, different, like, parties and stuff. It was a big college thing. Like, you know. Yeah. It was fun. Um, and, you know, it did kind of... Whether it's good or however you view it, good or bad, you know, a lot of those songs got kind of pushed to the mainstream in a way. Like a lot of the, right. you know, a lot of these songs the classic rock that maybe a lot of people weren't kind of too aware of got pushed. To, so that's a good thing in, in a way. But a lot of those songs I don't like anymore because of Guitar good Hero. Good and bad. Uh, like, right? Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, huge. Uh, Nintendogs for Nintendo DS. Oh, yeah. uh, that was this yeah. year. Um, was that like a Tamagotchi type of thing? So the owner can was play with, dogs? train, pet, walk, brush, and wash a virtual dog using the touch screen. So yeah, yeah it is kind of okay. a, that kind of a thing. It's a big, big game. I think they, they still make them, I think. And 10 dogs. Damn, so 10 dogs you got to take care of? That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 10 dogs. Uh, Pokemon Emerald. That came out in Japan in 04, then the US in 05 for Game Boy Advance. And then one last clip per tradition. <laughs> Dave, I think you know what's coming here. This also came out in 2005. Was it GTA again? San Andreas. No. Oh, San Andreas is 05. San Andreas Dang. is 05. Um, oh, yeah. We haven't talked about and it And also a, uh, another good song for the, uh, for the commercial, which I forgot about. I guess I did do a Vegas thing. I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah. Well, no. That's wow. Uh, yeah, I forgot there's a Vegas section in this game. Oh, so yeah. San Andreas. Yeah, it is. Good to see you back. <laughs> wow. 
Theft Auto, San Andreas, coming October 26th. Rated M awesome. for mature. Was this the game where they had like a a secret thing where you could like have sex with somebody? It was like a, kind of a big controversy. It might have been this game. Yeah, that that was the, this game. There was like a way you could like, because <laughs> you would have sex like off screen in this game, but there was a way to like see them actually do it. Yeah, I remember that. Some kind of yeah, cheat code. But this game was way more expansive than Vice City. The map is insanely large. Mm-hmm. It's like. San Francisco, LA, and Vegas, and then also like the rustic parts of California, and then uh, it was set in in the ni- the nineties, so like a lot of nineties hip hop plus Guns and Roses, I guess. <laughs> and uh, Samuel L. Jackson plays a cop. Oh, really? Yeah. So you played this one too? I played this one recently, though, for oh, the first time. Okay. <laughs> I bought it like in. 2021 i think covid deep dive yeah it was like after i finished vice city i started getting into san andreas but i never finished it because it's just so it's just so much i kind of lost interest but uh you could do way more you can like ride a bike you can actually like (laughs) get jacked or gain a lot of weight (laughs) uh yeah you have girlfriends in this one there's like five girlfriends so you go dating and it's just way more you can do than like in Vice City. Buy outfits, get a haircut, change your hairstyle, get tattoos. <laughs> San and- I never played San Andreas. I, Vice City is still like, I mean, it's not, it's a more simpler game, but I just like the the map more. Mm-hmm. And like, well, and there's the like a charm. There's, like, there's, there's a charm to those games sometimes too from that era where it's like, yeah, it's, but yeah, before it got too big. And overwhelming. I think if Vice City came after, though, I would have. That would be perfect. Like if we could do all the things we could do in San Andreas in that world, I, mm. that would be my favorite game. Even though Vice City is already my favorite game, but it could. I wish they like re-release it like with those settings. Sure. So um, yeah, that's 2005 in uh, toys and games. Happy to bring it back, and uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll stick around now, especially now that we have the Toady Awards. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great find. <laughs> yeah, was, totally. Yeah, because I uh, totally. Yeah, I'm happy. I just put a little more effort into just you know finding some kind of resource that actually <laughs> listed what were big toys and stuff in each year. Wish I would have found this sooner, but we got it now. We've been talking about how mid the season is in the middle of the season, but I got there's still good stuff. And Dan and Bravo. Hey, maybe think again. Think again. Yeah, I'm, I'm having many second thoughts. Just based on these last three segments. <laughs> Good. Especially weather. There's a lot of great stuff that happened. No, there isn't. Dandin, Dandin. Hey. <gasps> I'm back with this fantastic segment, my first of the show. Let's kick this bitch off with some celebs who certainly weren't celeb bit. They were screwing for sure. It's celebrity gossip, not to mention sex. And let's start it all off with our favorite. No, it's not our favorite, but it is a part of it. Weddings of interest. Weddings of interest. I have a few here. On 10 May 2005, the couple cutely comprised of Seal and Heidi Klum married on a brilliant beach in Mexico ah. near Seal's homestead on Costa uh, Carreves. 
Yeah. Remember this couple? They were they were a hot item. Yeah. They were big Halloween couple. Right? Oh, well, she, yeah, because she's the queen of Halloween. Yeah, she's the queen of Halloween. So, wonder if Seal was also into Halloween or he got into Halloween because of Heidi. Probably because of Heidi. Yeah. We'll have to check his post-divorce uh, Halloween costumes. <laughs> <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> Uh, Seal's groomsmen were six of his biggest supporters okay. and closest okay. confidants. Okay. So legendary <laughs> were their, was their bond to the famous singer that they acquired the nickname Seal Team Six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, we got him. We got Dan and Brandon, who I just fooled right now. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> six groomsmen. Thanks. Hey, Seal, Seal Team 6. That's good. Uh, hot off the Benefer drama of recent <laughs> previous years, June 29th, 2005, sees America actress Jennifer Garner, uh, <laughs> age 33, wedding American actor and filmic director Ben Affleck, oh, age yeah. 32, at the Parrot K Resort on Turks and Caicos Islands. Just like... A year or two after the demise of Benefer. Hey, Hollywood, I guess there's a whole new, much more exciting Benefer in town. JK, I bet these two could only garner a fleck of the amount of attention <laughs> JLo and him did prior. Garner a fleck. Yeah. She's too, uh, too wholesome for Affleck's crazy ass. Too, too wholesome. Yeah. Definitely. Too, too he nice. thought he wanted nice. that. Yeah. He thought he wanted that. Someone that was a little bit more grounded, but... Right. Nah, no shot. No. He needs J-Lo. All right. On October of 9, 2005, quote-unquote savage garden musician Daniel Jones, uh, not oh. the other guy, Daniel Jones, exchanged vows with High Five member Kathleen DeLeon at... Avika Weddings and Resorts on the Gold Coast of Queensland, Australia, his home country. Uh, Daniel serenaded his new bride by slightly altering the lyrics to his world-famous track for the special occasion now crooning, I knew I loved you before I wed you. Mm. <laughs> uh, and oh yeah, let me guess The signature wedding cocktail was a truly seltzer Madly, deeply mixed with some chicka cherry cola <laughs> <laughs> That's my guess Listen, D- Dave, don't, have too, don't get too big of a head here What I'm about to say But <laughs> you're better than Fallon, Leno you're, be- <laughs> you're better than all these late night guys at this You could do that, that job easily uh, yeah, I should, I should I should start writing monologues. Just that part Jokes. of the show, though. No, the rest of the show, I don't think so. No, but. not I don't care about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just the monologue. Just the monologue. Right. Yeah. Does it say, mm-hmm. Dave, whether or not Darren Haynes was the best man? Oh. Uh, it doesn't say. I didn't get that information. Maybe, but they mm. did break up at this point. The band the, did. Oh, Savage. 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 That's not all. I also have an adoption or marriage of interest to report because this year, former Brat Pack dame Demi Moore adopted or married the 70s show actor Ashton Kutcher, who was in some people's opinions way, way her junior. 
Mm. Ashton, you might ha- have been featured as a main character in the 70s show, but dude, your new wife, she was actually alive in the 70s. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was a huge deal because uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a all kinds of right? all, all kinds of jokes that you know, he's hanging out with Bruce Willis's kids now and like and Bruce Willis is you know still like maintain still does I guess um, a, a close relationship with Demi so like he would be hanging out with Ashton and Demi yeah he would watch them bang <laughs> he would watch them bang yeah <laughs> now so. are you sh- are you sure Ashton wasn't alive in the seventies. Um, he definitely was, dude. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that young. Uh, no, he must have been born in the uh, 70s. Oh, actually, right? actually, no, it's close. It's probably close. Is he seventy nine or something like that? Because that seventy show started, he was like pretty he young. Was like, he was like eighteen or nineteen. Or something. Let's see, what year was he born in? Ashton Kutcher. He was born in seventy eight. Ah, so he had a couple years. He had a couple years. She was like alive and alive. Yeah, he wasn't well. alive. Yeah, he was just he wasn't living yet. Developing. He was alive, yeah. but he wasn't living. <laughs> uh, what else we got? What else we got? Oh, uh, and hearie, hearie, listen, all ye peasants and ye serfs, uh, let me report to thee a royal engagement of interest. On Feb 10, His Royal Highness Charles, Prince of Wales, announces his invigorating engagement to his true love Camilla Parker Bowles and no better way for his royal highness to keep his royal high than packing Camilla's bowls <laughs> and taking a sweet hit of matrimony every night stoner okay but sadly I can't <clears throat> sadly it can't all it can't all be happy endings for celebrity couples let us divulge in some especially disturbing DOIs, divorce of interest. Mm. <gasps> On December 20th, American actress Renee Zellweger annuls her marriage to American country music singer Kenny Chesney. Uh, she was spurred to give Chesney the cowboy boot, citing fraud after four months of not the greatest marriage life ever. Fraud. Four months citing fraud. So that's a big uh, charge against Ken, Chez. Yeah. Maybe Mrs. Zellweger should have learned a little bit more about the real Kenny Chesney before agreeing Mm. to be his spouse. She was so smitten with him, word is that he he had her at Howdy. He had her at Howdy. Ouch. But that's not all, because I also have a final feeding tube removal of interest. On March 18th, Terry Schiavo's feeding tube is removed at the request of her then-husband. Uh, Schiavo. It's not Schiavo, Dave. Terry Schiavo. Schiavo? Okay, sorry. Terry Schiavo. So Terry's final meal. Rest in peace of Terry. They came up with my celebrity news. and I, I, thought, I was, thought it was a lot earlier. That's I didn't realize it was No, then. it's 2005, I think. <laughs> no, I mean, you're probably... I just... yeah. It, felt, it felt earlier, right? It felt earlier. But uh, after learning about all these prosperous or decaying couples, it behooves me to present this year's It Couple as Brangelina. Wow. Hollywood's golden couple, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, 
called it quits amid rumors that he cheated on her with starlet of note Angelina Jolie. Ever since, Brad, the sexy mama, and her two kids have been photographed everywhere from the beaches of Kenya to the streets of Tokyo. The family man is now in the middle of adopting Maddox and Zahara, who will take on the surname Jolie Pitt. Oh, how nice. Yeah, actor Brad wanting this time to play the part of good guy said to his former paragon, don't worry, Jen. We can still be friends. We can still be friends. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this did not end well. Uh, fairly recently. And uh, yeah, some bad stuff going on with Brad Pitt, apparently, behind yeah. the scenes. So, uh, uh. <laughs> But Brangelina was a huge. That was, like the ne- that was yeah, kind of was the a- next benefit right that was such yeah. a big deal that's a big yeah. deal people magazine us today us weekly uh what's the british one daily mail the daily mail maybe page six or whatever whatever it is weekly everywhere weekly world news tabloids weekly world news <laughs> the biggest tabloid fodder for for many years uh, but anyway, okay, enough wedding bell tolling, home wrecking, and divorce courting. How about we check in on some celeb gossip that is making us say, oh, hell yes. This year, funny man Matthew McConaughey was crowned people's sexiest man alive because he's so friggin' hot all the time every single year. So why not 2005 as well? That's the question I'm trying to get a straight answer to. Matthew really puts the sex in sexus, the home state of the actor, if you were to misspell the first letter. <laughs> sexus. <laughs> All right. So that was a fun story that made us say, oh, hell yes. But, well, unfortunately, here are even more celeb gossip tales uh, that are pressuring us to utter. Oh, my God. What? Now? Uh? Ashley Simpson's McDonald's meltdown. (laughs) Oh, God. After taking the live out of Saturday Night Live last year, SNL, uh, with all the emphasis on the L, Ashley Simpson made another spectacle of herself in November of 5. During a late-night munchies run at McDonald's in Toronto, Canada, a drunken Ashley got into a verbal sparring melee with a restaurant employee after she tried to climb onto the counter. In her defense, she did have a harrowing case of acid reflux. Dude, Ashley Simpson? Bruh, I'm getting more Bart Simpson vibes from this story. You're acting like the wrong Simpson kid, Ash. Uh, next up, <laughs> Nanny Gate. I don't really remember that. Yeah, I guess yeah, it was I a, that. I don't know. It wasn't that big of a deal, but why not? Uh, next up, <laughs> you remember this. Nanny Gate. After Jude Law soulfully confessed oh. to having an affair with his children's nanny, Sienna Miller dumped him and then took him back. Then he dumped her and then he took her back. The hell? This on-again, off-again couple has broken up and got him back together more times than they changed socks that their relationship and their socks simply stink now. 
Which is such a pity because there's no doubt in my mind that Jude Law and Sienna Miller, engaged to be married, were quickly becoming an A-list it couple, perhaps Brangelina's top rivals. Uh, Sienna appears to have taken Jude back, though, leaving many wondering why. Could it be that she has a new movie, Casanova, to promote and desperately wanted a hot, hunky Brit on her arm while promenading uh, the, the red carpet? My guess is yes. To quote another Brit, Hey, Jude, what the hell, man? Okay. <laughs> I remember. I, I remember that, but like not really knowing, not caring. Like I wasn't enough, right. Yeah, well, because she was a, she was like pretty much only famous because at that time I think in the beginning because of him. Like she's a model. I mean, like she like crossed over into films like because of her relationship with him. Yeah. But I remember. I do remember that the nanny gate thing. Now I remember that too. But yeah, same. I don't remember. I just didn't have a clear idea of who she was, so like it didn't really yeah. mean that much to me. She's turned into... I, I do like her quite a bit, though. I like her in, in a good amount of things. Yeah, I don't I don't know the story, I don't think. You'd know it? Medigate? Now yeah. you're learning. Yeah. Fun. I'm turning you on to some cool shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, but that's not all. How about we uncover the truth behind Tomcat, in other words... The War of the Weird. From his PDA declarations of love for Katie Holmes, could I interest anyone in a kooky couch jump on Oprah? Mm. To his passionate defense of Scientology, don't be glib, Matt. To his asinine attack on Brooke Shields' use of antidepressants to treat her postpartum depression, it was one low after another for the Ray-Ban man not named Dan this year. <laughs> At first, we thought it was just a creepy, crawly uh, pub- publicity stunt, since we do know Mr. Cruz likes to do his own stunts. But Tom, <laughs> who totally went from Mr. Cool to Mr. Crazy, proposed to Katie Holmes and sealed the deal with a French kiss, which was very on theme given it was on top of the Eiffel Tower. Katie is now publicly preggers with Daddy Tom's baby, enrolling in Scientology courses and cheering on his daughter Isabella at her soccer games. But then, Tom's recent purchase of a home sonogram machine to monitor pregnant fiancé Holmes caused unavoidable controversy all over again. Good thing Tom isn't the kind of cruise that sails on the ocean blue because that should that ship would be sinking by now. <laughs> Although, to the same point, with all this clown-like silliness from this guy this year, maybe we we rechristen the guy Carnival Cruise. Carnival Cruise. <laughs> all the, the silliness, clown-like. Yeah, that was crazy. A lot of a lot of stuff from Tom in this this year. Yeah, I mean, like he essentially breaks up with Steven Spielberg you know at this point because this was the press that was the press tour for War of the Worlds right. yeah he's done with he's done with Oscar chasing that's over yeah. well he do, he tries in this period a little bit but like there's just a lot of weird 
this is the weirdest era until he reclaims it with Edge of Tomorrow, Mission Impossible. So he's like in kind of meandering land uh, for like five or six years. Um, and lastly, before we wrap up, I'm doing a quick return to a segment I did a couple of times last season. My politics segment. Wait, but hold on. What I'm talking about here still applies to celeb gossip, actually, because it's Paula Abdul ticks. Paula politics in terms of Paula. Yeah, Paula Abdul. Yep. Right before the big American Idol finale in May, ABC did an investigation with explosive claims about an alleged affair played out between host Paula Abdul and former contestant Corey Clark. Fox 5 hired lawyers who found there was no vital evidence to corroborate Clark's claims of an affair, nor evidence that she tried to give him an advantage when he complete when he competed unsuccessfully in 2003. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, don't remember that. That's going to be an inconclusive outcome for me, dog. <laughs> and that's going to be an ending to this year's celeb gossip and sex segment. Art, peace out. Wow, that, I mean, yeah. I, but yeah, if you want to talk about that a little bit, the uh, Paula Abdul. Well, I don't remember that at oh, all. No? I don't know Corey Clark. No, I, I, remember I don't that. remember Corey Clark as a contestant either. I don't know how that is. I think I do kind of remember this like faintly, but uh, I didn't watch too much American Idol, so didn't care. I was just going to say in general, based on your whole segment, I mean, I mean yeah, this was, this was the part of culture i think i was aware of but again not even by seeking it out it was just kind of everywhere everywhere like it was yeah. like all this stuff was it was not oh yeah it was unavoidable a lot of big ones this year though i felt like a lot yeah. of the big yeah brangelina seal seal hide seal i thought was seal. even earlier than this yeah that's that's a huge no, one this is it. yeah that's when i start as a as a married couple and then yeah jennifer ben going to jennifer Gardner, right and uh yep ashton and demi to me so yeah. Barry and uh, Savage Garden musician Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, huge things, unavoidable. So yeah, 2005, actually a pretty important year in culture. Hey, well, and this was still in the era where I would be like around the house while my mom would be watching the shows that this they w- show was inspired by. You know, yeah. extra and Entertainment Tonight and all that stuff. Inside Edition would see all the. All the headlines. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, what do you got now, uh, Brandonian? Dandin, dandin. We're going to take a trip to sometimes our favorite place, Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> I like to call it Brandway. Brandway. <laughs> when you talk about it. Gonna head to Brandway. So I I actually almost didn't include it this year, only because there wasn't like there wasn't anything that I felt like I could play on the show. It wasn't as something like as huge culturally as like Wicked or Rent or anything like that, yeah. or like somebody performing it that is like very significant to the show, but. Something that they they don't really ever do a lot is the opening uh, number is like a little bit of a collection of all of the musicals, so you can kind of get a little bit of a landscape of what was what was happening here, um, and then I'll talk about it a little bit after. So we have with Bernadette Peters. Nominated for best 
Hey, Baron. Because we have spam a lot. Yeah, yeah, based spam on Monty Python, Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. We have the, you know, the horse flopping. Uh, So then this is uh, the 25th annual Putnam Counting Spelly Bee. So it's adults playing kids. Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family is in this cast. Oh, cool. in this cast. I saw this show. It's an excellent show. Small cast. called Light in the Piazza. This was kind of a big hit. It was more of like a traditional classical musical, not like the pop like per, like writing is like very orchestrated and everything. Okay, this was a big deal. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, then uh, a musical version? I didn't know that. Yeah. So John Lithgow, oh, John Lithgow. and this guy Norbert Leo Butts, who's one of my favorite Broadway performers. So that was Steve Martin and Michael Caine in the movie. <laughs> okay. Who's playing who? Uh, Michael Caine is John Lithgow. That yeah, makes sense. Really good music in the show. So it's just a little sampling of what was going on uh, hey. in the show. But this was actually a pretty, like, formative and, like, really, like, I've talked about this before. Musicals always have been adaptations and everything. But they, were, they weren't just kind of resting on the pop music versions of them yet. Like, the, the music for Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is really good. Spamalot was done by Eric Idle from Monty Python. Light in the Piazza is really, like, really nicely orchestrated. Um, I did want to play one other little clip. Because we have a legend of uh, the show involved here. Billy Crystal? <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. Oh, I saw him in really? I, I, I think oh, you I, saw I, him. I saw him in there. Sneak peek somewhere. Yeah. Is that Scorsese, too? I, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he oh, go? Oh, there he is. He, I saw the beard. Yeah, but he accepts, it's, he oh, accepts, accepts the award, and I wanted to... Does he do Billy Crystal jazz? The, is that him? <laughs> That's Mike Nichols. Another Scorsese guy. There okay, he is. Here it is. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nathan Lane. Nathan oh, Lane. Right. Nathan Lane. The nominees are Billy Crystal. Seven hundred Sundays. Seven hundred Sundays is his one man show. Dame Edna. Back with a vengeance. Laugh for. Uh, this is. Oh, this is best special theatrical Whoopi, event. Twentieth anniversary show. Hey, Whoopi. Whoopi. The Tony goes to Billy Crystals. Nathan Lane is so great. <laughs> yeah, I love Nathan Lane. So <laughs> oh, David, David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. yeah. God. Okay. No thanks to whatever this show is. No thank you. Okay, wait. Do not wait to hear this. joke. He has a killer joke here. 
I want to thank um, everybody on behalf of the entire cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> I mean that. It's, there's a lot of people on stage with me every night at 700 Sundays, and I and I am thrilled to be with them, and that audiences yeah, see that's, them. That's that. Um, 700. It's a one-man show about his relationship with his dad, because it's like we spent 700 Sundays together or whatever, something like that. I don't know oh, what it was. Something, it's about something like that. Yeah. I no. thought it was about. Uh, Mathematically, I don't know if that right? works out, but no, well, he, I mean, he talks about baseball. Yeah. I think probably with it, and then the last little thing I was going to play, another DBP legend. Okay. Aretha Franklin comes out and sings a little bit with Huge Jackman. Ladies and gentlemen, Aretha Franklin. Sing a West Side Story, like loungy version. I think I've heard her version before. Oh, really? Like a studio version. I, I might be making this up. Like they didn't, they didn't become like major duet partners. Like yeah, after that, like, yeah, do like, like the Gaga uh, and uh, Bennett, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Tony Bennett. Yeah, I mean, so it, it was just an interesting time. I mean, th- I was going to see a lot of shows around this time. Dave, the guy that did the music for uh, Spelling Bee, Putnam County Spelling Bee, his name is William Finn. He's kind of like a Sondheim guy, where like the music's like, like a little bit atonal and dissonant, and like kind of quirky and stuff his musicals are pretty interesting and i know a lot of people really don't and i kind of don't either like the like a whole show of them singing like little kids it does get a little annoying after a while but the music is so good it does kind of transcend it uh like Hmm. when you see it um but uh hugh jackman hosted he was a great host oh that's right there was an all shook up which was a elvis jukebox (laughs) (laughs) musical and Spamalot is what won Best Musical. But I don't, I don't know Spamalot that well. I never saw it. I never really listened to the music. Uh, so I don't really know any, anything about it. Yeah. I'm not that big into Monty Python, honestly. Uh, as a kid, I, I was obsessed with Holy Grail. But I never really got into any of the other movies. I tried. I watched like a bunch of movies kind of recently. And I mm. just like all of them were like kind of. I remember not great high me. school people <laughs> were like got really into it. People were like. Yeah, it's not I thought it was pre- it's, Holy, Holy Grail is pretty funny. I love I Holy Grail. But points. I like John Cleese, I think, but I don't really like... I, I think this is true with m- most comedy, that if you don't have that initial, like, unless you really have that taste for it, you know, it's hard to get into it if you don't have, like, that entry way, I think. Yeah, so their sensibilities, just, I, I just don't understand it, why it's so fun. Like, <laughs> I don't get the, the, the... Whatever, like, the core of it, I just don't think it's that funny. I think it's, like, it's amusing. Right. Like I love uh, a fish called Wanda. I love a fish called Wanda. But that's yeah. like not really a full Monty a Python full, thing. Yeah, I don't and really like Terry Gilliam that much either. Obviously, he's like he's a singular director, but he's just not yeah, my, I'm, he, my I'm thing. hot and cold on him. I and, and you're right because I love John Cleese because I love Faulty Towers. I got really into that that sitcom. It's not a Monty Python thing, but he um, yeah, I, I like him. He's a star of that I like Faulty Towers a lot. So that was uh, Brand Way. Thank you, Brandway. 
I'll, thank you, Brandway. I enjoy it. Love it. Look forward to it every time. Love the pageantry. Love the, <laughs> love the, so- <laughs> love the songs. Love the staging. The Billy Crystal. Love the concepts. Yeah. Love the stars. Love the voices. Love it all. Dandin, dandin. Great. All right. Um, moving right along. Decided to not do sports in 05. <laughs> cool. If you're a sports guy, shut the fuck sports. I shut the show off. <laughs> not for you. It's our time. Um, I guess the most one of the more interesting things is the NHL season didn't happen at all because of a labor dispute. No season. Yeah, it canceled at all from 04 to 05. It's first time the North American Professional Sports League had to cancel Dang. a season due to a labor dispute. Yeah, so that was. But the the, ice the main melted. reason why I canceled the sports section is because of the Super Bowl and the strike. No, because oh. of the Super Bowl. <laughs> And because they played it safe this year with the halftime show because of Jana last year, it was Paul this year to play it extra safe. It was Paul McCartney. Macca? Yeah. I don't even remember him ever doing that. That's what I'm saying. Wow. I don't either. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I don't remember didn't remember this at all. <laughs> but this was their first year playing it safe. Really? They got Macca. So yeah, this is probably the. I would guess without. I haven't looked. I would guess that like Paul's here. You'd probably get Rolling Stones coming up soon. Yeah, oh, the Who do it soon, right? And Tom P- uh, Petty, Prince, Tom Petty. yeah, Prince, Madonna, right? Doesn't Madonna Petty. do one? Madonna, Madonna was twenty twelve or post cop twenty twelve, yeah, yeah, something like that. So, Bros, play Bruce. soon. So yes, that's the segment we're not doing. <laughs> okay, um, fair. Already too long. So skipping right along to my final segment, which is TV. So don't change the Daniel. It's TV in two thousand five. Um. Here's some quick, it's never quick, but here's some news items. Uh, <laughs> Craig Ferguson replaces Craig Kilborn on the Late Late Show. That's this oh, year. Oh, changing of the Craigs. Changing of the Craigs right. on CBS. Ferguson replaces Kilborn. Fer- Fer- I kind of liked Kilborn. I don't, I don't really remember. <laughs> I kind of liked Kilborn. Never saw him. Never I saw was kind of into Kilborn. Kilborn. I liked Ferguson as well, but I, I was into Kilborn. Didn't Kilborn kind of look like the singer of... Uh, Oh. Eve Six? <laughs> no, it didn't kill um, <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age. Doesn't it kind of look like that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mm, a little kind bit. Of, uh, <laughs> That's what I'm picturing for some reason. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did at the time. Yeah. Okay. Kind of did. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what else happens this year? Snick is discontinued. It's the end of Snick. No more Snick. Really? 2005. Because we grew up. We grew out of it. Yeah, we're 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 out. No more Saturday Night Nick. Snick is gone. A lot of retirees. Uh, Dan Rather retires as the main anchorman of CBS Evening News. Goodbye, Dan Rather. <sighs> Rather not watch now. Um, Doctor Who returns to the BBC after a 16-year hiatus. So that's big. In British television, Doctor Who is back. Um, that's weird to think that that's when like the new Who era started. Because like, I started watching it in like 2013. But I had no awareness of it at all at that time. Mm. Uh, 2005. Oh. No, definitely not. Yeah, I had um, to pick up some steam though. I had to pick up some. Yeah, a couple of years of uh, kind of become like its own like cult sort of thing. Yeah, Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Peter Jennings informs viewers of World News Tonight on ABC that he has lung cancer. That was a big TV thing that happened. Um, Ted Koppel also resigns as the host of ABC's Nightline. So goodbye, Ted Koppel. What's going on? 
I know. A lot of changing of the guard. All these people are leaving. Changing of the guard. Killborn, Koppel, Rather. Yeah. Killed born. Killed born. But also born. Killed born. <laughs> killed. Yeah, yeah. Weird. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I found this list, Entertainment Weekly, EW.com, the top yep. 10 moments of 2005. It's what they dubbed as the top 10 television moments of 2005. Okay. The number one moment, according to them, in 2005 is the season finale of The Apprentice. Who? <laughs> um, <laughs> what happened? Winner Randall rejects Donald Trump's suggestion <gasps> to also hire runner-up Rebecca. <gasps> he rejects it. Whoa. So it says, there it was, the moment of truth, the time for Randall to step up and do a very gentlemanly thing. But his response was, no, Mr. Trump. It's not called The Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, there should only be one, he said. And to light booze from the audience and quite the look of surprise on Trump's face, that was how we ended. Randall gets a job, and then given the chance to hire the extraordinarily smart and competent Rebecca, he falls blazingly onto the sword of his tragic, tragic pride. That's what they, that's Damn. big TV thing. So, yeah, well, Trump supports woman. Se- Does it say what season that was? Oh, five. I think I talked about the premiere of this a couple years ago. So this is one of the earlier like seasons. Yeah, four. something like that. It's not Omarosa. Um, I was going to say. Omarosa. Yeah. I mean, that was like the first season, right? I think, yeah. There's a Amazing Race moment. There's Survivor Guatemala. The guys get violently ill. That's on this list. Uh, Dancing with the Stars. Kelly Monaco nearly loses the top half of her dress. Ooh. Uh, dancing to Balamos. <laughs> uh, some moment on 24. That was a big deal. And then American Idol, it's, uh, number 10, is Bo sings an acapella version of In a Dream. Acapella. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> what a move. I don't remember that. Bo Bice doing, did acapella. Bo Bice. In a Dream. Bo, uh, wow. Bo, wow. Respect. All right. So that's that list. Okay. I wanted to include this. This is mostly a me thing. I think you guys will appreciate this too, though. I've mentioned this show already and at some point, but it aired for the first time this year. It aired its first two seasons in 2005. It's one of my favorite VH1 shows. We talk a lot about VH1. I got a highlights of VH1 shows. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorites from this era, maybe my favorite. Well, that's a real life is probably the best. But this one I also loved. It's Celebrity Fit Club. Celebrity, Celebrity f- Fit Club. Celebrity yeah. Fit Club was so funny. This show was so funny. It was celebrities mostly washed up, like way past their prime celebrities, right. in competition to try and lose weight. And it's oh, sad, yeah. but it, I don't know. A lot of it is really funny. These people, some of these people are just so out of their minds. The, the, Baldwin was on one of like yeah season, right? Daniel Baldwin the yeah. one who's Daniel and then he, he, I feel like they had to have at least one Baldwin on any yeah. one of those shows at any given time. So this is a clip of Willie Ames who he was an actor on Eight Is Enough and and Kid Charles actor, right yeah, yeah and Charles in Charge like among other shows and movies he gets into it with the drill sergeant um, the guy who's a drill sergeant on this show, who's one of the panel guys trying to help them lose weight. This guy's a drill sergeant. He was the best. Um, I just want to play a little bit of this. They're, they're back and forth. So what they would do is, yeah, they would be in a competition to lose weight, but then like every week they would have to go back to this like room where it's like where they're to weigh in. And this is where all like the best stuff usually would happen is like at the weigh in and they're engaging with the 
the judges, like the panel, like um, yeah, a lot of tension. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is Willie Ames getting into it. This clip is called "Willie Ames Has a Hissy Fit" on Celebrity Fit Clubs. This is in 2005. So this is either the first or the second season. Do you know how lucky they are that they weren't staring down the barrel of a 12-gauge shotgun? Now, when people come to my door and invade my property, the only reason they weren't looking at a shotgun was because I saw the camera crew out of a window. Okay, let me just pause it real quick. So, Whoa, what? he's pissed <laughs> off that the camera crew showed up to his house to start filming for this show, even though he's agreed to this. <laughs> he's talking about they're lucky they weren't looking down the barrel of a shotgun. Like he was like, he, like they're on his property, he could kill them. Right. People filming for this weight loss okay. show, so that's this is. I I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. You told okay. me that you could not get to the gym, right? So I brought the gym to you, and, and you know what? You had put a shotgun out. You could bring it out. You want? He would have broke that thing right dead off in your ass. Well, you know right? what? If he's we quicker than my, if he's you quicker than my finger, then you're fine. Getting the exercise in your schedule. <laughs> so we tried to help jumpstart you to incorporate it to your schedule. That's what? what we did. I'll take the hit on that. If you unhappy about it, blame me. Happens. Then you, right. then well, you call the fact me. Matters, you need to come up here and weigh in so we can see how well you done. You want to call me first? Then that's fine because I ain't gonna take your crap. Hey, happens. Now it's time for you to get weighed in. <gasps> Willie, 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 come on! I'm putting up with your crap ever. Willie. Don't you ever talk to me that way. Willie. Good to go. Oh, Gary Busey. Really come. Busey is following him. TV or not? This had a great, powerful, positive effect on my life. What? And I felt like what you did was take a dump all over it. That's what pissed me off. What? By sending him? Okay, but no. By your comments and your attitude. What was the comment that bothered you? So you know. Just take it easy. We went through all this freaking mumble jumbles. Now you telling right now that you are on track. Yeah. All right, good to go. Your How about you? Weight loss. I'm always on track. Yeah? You gonna answer the phone when I call next time? Damn right. You know what? And you know, you know why I didn't answer the phone? Do you really want to get sentimental in no words? I had a freaking Marine that died. Got killed in Iraq. I was at the freaking funeral. Now, how do you feel? <laughs> so don't <laughs> tell me about damn disrespect. <laughs> I you understand that trash? I oh, from yeah, SNL. I understand. Uh, understand. Well, I You're did. You're talking weight loss for next weigh-in is seven damn pounds. Have a great Damn. <laughs> Yo. Oh Dude, I, re- I, re- like, I watched this clip preparing for this show, and I was like, oh, my God, I remember this. I like watched this. So, yeah, the drill sergeant, I cannot remember his name. Uh, they might have shown yeah. it on the screen. Um, so I remember him watching that clip. So yeah. he was the one that was, like, really with them, like, aggressively, like, drill sergeant mentality, trying to get them to lose weight, right? Yeah. Whereas the other two, one of them was more about – one of them's a doctor, and then the other one's more, I think, maybe more yoga, more like he's like the the aggressive. Like it's it's like three different, I guess, weight loss philosophies. You know, basically, yeah. it's kind of the way right. they set up the show. The drill sergeant's the most intense, and <laughs> apparently, he brought the camera crew and sent people to the guy's house because he wasn't going to the gym to try and like get him into gear to lose weight, and he took yeah. issue with that. So there clearly was a back and forth. But anyway. Yeah, that's just a little bit of that show. It was just one of my favorite shows at the time. I wanted to highlight any clip I could find from it because it was always Can't really good they stuff. I got Gary, Gary Busey. He was on a lot of those shows, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Was he on Surreal Life too? Or? Well, yeah. Comedy Central had the show that just featured him. And they, like, I'm with, what was it called? I'm with Busey. Remember that? That was a show uh, yeah. at this time where a guy was Jack, just following Gary Busey around. Jack um, K was there too. Jack K. 
from uh, right. Sister Sister. Yeah. Oh, you talk about Celebrity Fit Club? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but the best season of Celebrity Fit Club is yet to come. It's with Dustin Diamond. Oh, my God, dude. The stuff he says, he's the most offensive. Uh, R.I.P. Dustin Diamond. But he's... R.I.P. Because he was in the porn industry, and he was like trying to get some of the other female contestants to do porn. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. He Jesus was such Christ. a creep. Okay. Um, so I got more. So some debuts. Okay, there was a show called Who's Your Daddy that debuted in 2005. Okay. Um, it was a 90-minute sp- special, American reality TV broadcast by Fox. 90-minute special. It starred actor T.J. Myers. The special depicted eight men in competition for a $100,000 reward over who could best convince Myers, a woman who was adopted. Okay, T.J. Myers is a woman. A woman who was adopted that they were her biological father. That's the show. <laughs> so what? eight men... Trying to best convince Myers that they were her biological father. One of the contestants, however, actually was Myers' biological uh, father. Myers had the opportunity to interview and observe each contestant before making a determination on which man was her biological father. And if she... Okay, so Mamma Mia. (laughs) And if she incorrectly selected a contestant as her biological father, the contestant won the reward. (laughs) And they had to... Convince her that they were her dad, even though they weren't. And if they swayed her, then they won money. It's how long did it go so on fucked for? up. It's a, I guess, a ninety-minute special. It says. Oh, it's a ninety-minute special. Okay. The con- uh, so Weird. conversely, if she correctly determined which contestant was her father, she won the reward. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> um, that's, so, that's so weird. Okay, T.J. Myers is an actor. Okay, she was and she was adopted, and the special was hosted by English actor Finola Hughes. So yeah, that was a show I read about. Uh, it was on Fox, or a special, excuse me. It's called Who's Your Daddy? <laughs> um, okay, so some hits, quick hits, uh, premieres, uh, American Dad. Talked a lot, Brandon's brought up American Dad a lot. Like, how is it still on? I still um, do not understand. That debuted <laughs> oh, this it year. started in, in 2005. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Disney Channel. Still on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. They're adults. They run the hotel now. They're adults. And, yeah. Um, Robot Chicken on Adult Swim. Seth Green. Um, I forgot yeah. about that. That was. I never. I never watched that. It was okay. Um, kind of funny. Law and Order Trial by Jury. That was this year on NBC. Okay. Didn't I, th- I, th- I think that was like a B.B. Newworth-led one, and it didn't last very long. Oh, I, I don't think I've said this on the show directly, but Leslie, my wife, totally sucked into SVU now since we did our Law and <laughs> yeah. Order. She watches SVU every day. She's all in. Wow. I pop in now and then. It's pretty good. There's some good stuff in there. I mean, it, it's so easy. Yeah. It's just like... So wh- what did I say? It's like... The most watchable yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not at, like, as dumb as I thought. Ever. It's not as dumb as I thought. It's like it's like some, no, there's, some, no, there's episodes that are like very good and like very intense and yeah. Um, yeah. Oh five. Um, I think it's probably a good thing I didn't do anything to highlight this, but The Office is is this year. Um, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we, get we get it. <laughs> we all right. I'll move on, it. and you guys would say that. I'll move on. Uh, Grace Anatomy <laughs> was this year huge. Oh no! Let's talk Grey's about Anatomy. that. Actually, one of the That's one of the too. stars of Grey's Anatomy was the f- uh, one of the stars of Spamalot. She was the like Lady of the Lake or whatever. Huh. <laughs> hey. 
Um, no, but isn't Grey's Anatomy really still on? No, it ended like two or three years ago, but it was on for yeah. a very long time. Yeah, you sure? Or maybe she finally I think left? it's one of those shows that goes gets really off the rails, right? It was either it ended or she the main girl finally left after all that time. I didn't watch it. I know a lot of people that watch it. Yeah, though. she left. That's what happened. But she the show left. is still okay. running. Right. Yeah, I watched like the first two, three seasons. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, that's like where he like first initially popped. Oh, uh, Watchmen? He was like a guest star. He had like a big like, right? guest that's star. Watchmen, episode, right? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. You got Sandra O oh in the mix. You got Mick Drippy. Mm. Mick <laughs> Drippy? Uh, <laughs> it's a lot, of, a lot of people. Isaiah Washington. Yep. Didn't say something yeah. offensive. Oh, he got fired from yeah. the show. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, there was. Yeah, that was a huge deal. Okay, let me keep going. Uh, keep attack, going, of, keep going. attack of the show, G four, big nerd thing. Uh, next on MTV, great. Next was great. Where they would next? come up. Yeah, they would. Remember, they that would, started in two thousand five. Think so. That's what it said. Yeah. Wow! Wow! That was the I one. I thought that would be an earlier show. They wow. were on a. They were on a bus, right? Wow. And then they'd wow. come out. And when the yeah, woman, then, <laughs> when she was done with the date, he'd be like, or she wanted to move on to the next guy. She'd be like, next, right? Next. Yeah, that was and great. And sometimes what was really funny is when was, she would say it right away. Like as soon as the guy would get off the bus, she'd look at it and be like, next. It wasn't always a girl. but Or was, vice versa. Was, yeah, it was, it was vice versa. versa. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes I think they did have same sex uh, yes, like couples. Yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah, it was just like some people would be so rude, like just looking at them, like being really superficial. Yeah, it was perfect. Next. Yeah. I love the the bios, right? The bios, when this person would come off the bus, it would have like a quick bio on each person. That was like usually pretty funny. Yeah. I remember it was like point. Next and Room Raiders, I feel like. We're Room Raiders like, watch that a lot. Yeah. Uh, associated. Oh, yeah, of course. Date My Mom, is that on your list too? Yeah, uh, that might, have, it might not have been out yet. Okay. Um, all right, uh, Deadliest Catch premieres this year. Discovery Channel. I think that's still on. Um, Hell's Kitchen, Fox, huge. Oh yeah, uh, come on, um, give it up. Scallops, risotto, beef Ramsey. Wellington. I mentioned it on the TV list already, but Dancing with the Stars was this year premiered. Uh, my mom still watches that. Huge show. Um, yeah, Andy Milnaka's show, right? MTV. Stella on Comedy Central loved, one of the loved, best. loved one of the Stella. Best, yeah. One of the best, really funny. Hogan knows best on VH1, the Hulk Hogan reality show. I watched show. that too. Yeah, I watched I definitely Stella watched and that. Hogan knows best. Both I do kind of remember that because it was his whole family, right? It was all like mm-hmm. Brooke, yeah. Nick, yeah. Because I forget his wife's name, but uh, Chris Angel Mind Freak was this year. A and E. So you think you can dance on Fox? That was oh, was that? Uh, Jackson was at um, that was the dance groups that were competing. It was the dance American Idol. Like it was, was it? like it was a dance right. Like, yeah, no, dance no, troops. I think it was, was that, it, right? What? I think it was. Was a, it Rand? Was it Randy Jackson? He did a dance show. Oh, he might have done the. No, I think he did this one. Randy Jackson. He did a dance show. Now I can't remember. Uh, I, I, Simon Fuller. I, I, Simon Fuller was the guy who created both shows. Randy. Maybe Randy Jackson might have been the breakdancing one that was on MTV. That was a big one, too, where J.C. Chazé was a... Never mind. Uh, all right. Uh, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's this year. Huge. Wow. Still, Still on. on the air, too. Still on. Uh, the Girls Next Door and E, that was uh, the Playboy Bunnies, which 
I think now they've all come forward and said like how I think bad that time of their lives was. Right. I'm sure he was yeah. a um, harasser. Yeah. I remember that well. That was on late on E. That was like right around the Howard Stern time. Uh, the girls next door. <laughs> Weeds on Showtime again. Classic Showtime show that went on like three seasons too long. Three, four seasons too long. Yep. Um, really great first couple. Yeah, just a classic. Seasons. Really good first like yep. two seasons. Yeah. It's just the Showtime yeah. model. <laughs> really good actors on that show. Really, yeah. like Kevin Nealon was great. Justin yeah, Kirk was great. Kevin Nealon. Um, yeah. The the what is her name from Big? She was like the, oh yeah, the, like the wasn't it Olsen twin on there for an arc? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, all right, Peppa Pig on Cartoon Network. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that started. Oh wow, damn! I thought that was a more recent thing. But maybe yeah, me too. Break. Okay, this is another VH1 show that I remember because this guy was all over VH1 all the time. Breaking Bonaducci, Danny Bon. Yeah. Oh yeah, Danny Bonaducci. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> he was yeah. one of those guys. <laughs> in the years before this show, he was just on everything. If it was like Hollywood squares or like whatever it would be, it would just be like, he was around a lot. Yeah. He was always, he was just like, he, he was available for whatever. He was was psychotic. He was like really like jacked and like, he was definitely doing steroids. Like I remember that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was, you know, one of those former child stars. Yeah. What? Early sixties. Yeah. Seventies. Yeah. Um, okay. My fair Brady was on VH1. I remember this. That was with another, 60s, 70s TV star, one of the guys who was on the Brady Bunch, he had a reality show where he was with the supermodel. Oh, the model. Yeah. Um, Adrian. Right. Adrian? This might have been because they met on Surreal Surreal Life, Life, and then they had their own show. I think that's what it was. Yeah. 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 My fair Brady. So I remember that. Uh, Bones on Fox was this year. Big show. Oh. That's a Brandon show. A show I never That's really. A no, show. I never really got into Bones. It's not. <laughs> it's another it's procedural. Not, it's it's another tried. procedural. Um, tried. How I Met Your Mother was this year. Uh, Huge. CBS. Um, that show is annoying. My name is Earl. NBC. Big show. That was this year. Uh, Runs House on MTV. Was aware of it. Didn't really watch it. Um, kind of watched it. And Colbert Report was this year. Oh, Comedy, Comedy Central. All right, moving on, Dan. Yeah. Change the Daniel. That's it. Let's change the Daniel. Click. Dandin, Dandin. Uh, and then let's click on some heels and fashion our spiky black pants belts from Hot Topic. Since it's the 2000s, LOL. And strap into my fashion news segment of 05. Got all the news that you need to know when it comes to fashion. Fast fashion, slow fashion, high fashion, low fashion. And we're talking about it all right here, starting with this story. On September 20th, world-renowned model Kate Moss was dropped by clothing chain H&M after serious allegations of drug-taking. H&M, hun, more like S&M, as in swing and miss for Miss Moss. Uh, so, yeah. Another person I feel like I never remember what she looks like. A little bit of facial blindness with Kate Moss for me. You brought this up before. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay, you said another person, but the, the other person you brought up was Kate Moss. Like, Sienna Miller used to ago. be somebody, and actually, that's not a thing I've only said. Like, like apparently, that's like a common thing. Weirdly, with Sienna Miller, now I know who she is. But Kate Moss always had a little bit of facial blindness for mm. Kate Moss. I think she's memorable. Like, I, <laughs> her face is like I can see those freckles and yeah. Now nah, with All Brandon, right. I don't. In, don't know her. <laughs> You're with Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Do you even know Kate, who Kate Moss is, dude? I know the name. I think she was a model. She's a model. She was, yeah. Wasn't she with Johnny Depp for a she while? Was with Johnny Depp for a while. I remember a family. She's I remember a, a Family Guy a joke about her on the, one time. What's up? I remember. There's a, a family. I remember a Family Guy joke. Was it like uh, facial blindness? No, it was. It was actually a joke <laughs> about how skinny she is. Like she fell through like a crack in the floor. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. Remember. But she uh, was like, yeah, I mean, oops, she was famously like very, so. very skinny. She was part of like the heroin chic '90s. Yeah wave of, of modeling okay so moving on in 2005 moving on uh we can walk away from that segment with these uh famous uh shoe items in 2005 tda boulder redesigned the original crocs logo those were the shoes i was talking about and launched the ugly can be beautiful campaign the first national advertising campaign for the crocs brand this successful Campaign crafted to perfection by creative director Thomas Dooley, designer Matt Ebbing, and creative director Jonathan Schoenberg helped pave the way for Crocs' successful IPO. Cute campaign slogan, but personally, I don't think Crocs are ugly. I think they're hot as fuck. So, <laughs> did we talk? Did we talk? Did, did we talk yeah, about David brought up Crocs a few times. We talked about Crocs, but not this specific but thing. But campaign. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I see. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. How could you not remember that? You know, Crocs is a, is a clothing brand. We can keep bringing it up if there's a new story. All right. Following a dumb as hell intellectual property lawsuit in August 2005, barely known, kidding, kidding, German sporting goods company Adidas acquired Reebok as a subsidiary, but maintained operations under their separate brand names. The famous sneaker company Prob thought the acquisition of Reebok would be a real shoe-in for success. Although since the purchasing, I feel like the latter brand has changed its ways for the worse. And personally, baby, I want my Reebok box. I want my Reebok box. Okay. Uh, French fashion design guru Christian Odigier licensed the worldwide rights for the Ed Hardy brand in 2005 uh, through his holding company, Nervous Tattoo, <laughs> and employed the marketing techniques employed by uh, his previous venture, Von Dutch Originals. Marketing directly to celebrity clients and juice head guidos and uh, <laughs> by opening stores and high profile. <laughs> Is that what the article says? Fashion districts. Juice head guidos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And assholes and yeah. General douchebags. Yeah. yeah. Juice head guidos. Oh, <laughs> you can see the connection with, you know, between Ed Hardy and Von Dutch. The same kind of like. Definitely. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> kind of high fashion, but scumbag. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Like low fashion, high fashion scumbag shit. Expens um, expensive scum. Yeah. Expensive scum. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, DGA also licensed the worldwide rights to Ed Hardy's West Coast version, Ed Carl's Juniors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In June 2005, Vera Wang was awarded the Council of Fashion Designers of America Women's Wear Designer of the Year. It was excellent for Miss Wang to get some verification. For her many talents, Ver verification. Away. Uh, Blue Jean Company True Religions flagship store opened in 2005 on, believe it or not, Manhattan Beach, California. Manhattan Beach, you think it's New York, but it's actually the opposite of New York, California. Uh, on the beach, bro, I looked up the store, it's a friggin' sandcastle. Okay. Not really. Uh, but all kidding aside, the sandy beach is the perfect spot to stick the flag of your flagship store into. If you think about it, like, we're on the beach. Flags go into sand pretty well. In March of 2005, Parker's, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's contract with The Gap concluded. We talked about this last year, how she was a Gap spokesperson. Well, this year it concluded. And she was replaced with then 17-year-old British soul singer, Joss Stone. A rising shooting star at the time, Stone's supplanting of Parker was a puzzling move to the mystified public. The company then stated that while Gap will always seek partnerships with celebrities, musicians, and rising shooting stars, we don't have any future plans to sign a single person to a multi-season deal like the unique and special relationship we enjoyed with Sarah Jessica. Aw, oh, shucks. Just as me and my fellow fans of Sex in the City were just starting to mind the gap. <laughs> Giselle Bunchen? How do you say her name? Bun Bunchen? 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 Yeah. Model? Yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, she was naughtily nominated for both Choice Movie Female Breakout Star and for Choice Movie Villain at the 2005 Teen Choice Awards for her supporting role in Taxi from the previous year, starring Jimmy Kimmel and no Queen Latifah. Not Jimmy Kimmel. Sorry, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon and uh, yep. one of the Jimmys and Queen. Uh, supporting role in Taxi? What was she, the uh, the cab fare? <laughs> supporting role in Taxi. Uh, Alright, um, in 2005, Sports Illustrated and Beyond model Alessandra Ambrosia walked the Victoria's Secret fashion show runway wearing lingerie made entirely, entirely out of 100% candy. Wow. Yo. I wonder what kind of candy we're talking about here. I mean, Three Musketeers body stocking, uh, Crunch Bar negligee, perhaps a Sour Skeddy G-string. So, yeah, so many options, all yum, and all done with my fashion news segment for this year. Time to exit the runway. Art piece out. A cheddar sweater, a cheddar sweater. <laughs> That's not, that's not candy. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I tried. I'm not Dave. I'm not Dave. It's not laundry either. 
It's not candy. It's, it's not, not lingerie. lingerie. <laughs> it's food and it's clothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> not lingerie. Yeah, I can't. That's what she put on sorry, after sorry. she got off the runway sorry. to keep warm. She was like cold on the runway. <laughs> okay. Th- thanks. <laughs> All right. We'll kick it on over to Brandon with his final seg. Brandon, Brandon. All right. Thank you, Dave, for your fashion st- uh, statement. Uh, we are now going to round out my segments here with the movies. The movies, Sean Connery said. Let's start it off as we typically do, because this is a tale of I mean, two kitties. This, this, a tale of two kitties. Yeah. You know, for listeners who maybe haven't been following along, you know, we the early part of the decade, we started really seeing the superhero. Uh, genre being born with X-Men inspired 2006 them. movie and sorry okay. tell two kiddies remember that for next year and and the big thing that and with Lord of the Rings like franchise stuff just really starts franchise happen, so. that should be your name branchise uh, ooh branchise 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 oh then you can be the brand branchise. branch fries for <laughs> French fries food, <laughs> food. food. yeah <laughs> branch fries branchise Okay, so let's do let's do the let's start with the box office, the the highest grossing films of the year. Let's start. Let's hear some guesses. I have here. one. I know let's it's got to be there. We just talked about, first hand? talked about Tom Cruise. War of the Worlds got to be up there somewhere. Oh, top ten. War of the Worlds number three. Three. Two hundred thirty-four million dollars. Number three. How about uh, st- one of the Star Wars? Right? Wasn't that uh, oh, five. the final this one? This was this was episode three of the, the Revenge of the Sith. The finale of the prequel trilogy. So that's number one. Uh, number three. How about, yeah, yeah, How about a Harry Potter? How about a Harry Potter? You got it. You got a Harry Potter. Uh, you got Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Goblet of Fire. Four. Goblet. Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Walbert. Walbert. Uh, number two. Uh, yeah, the number two. Just the one that everybody always makes fun of their hair. And they have like one. Beatles hair, right? Yeah. It's like when they first yeah. started uh, Fun movie. aging. I just saw it. Fun movie. Might be my favorite one. Yeah. Now wait, hold on. It's, it's my second favorite one. It gets darker. It's when it starts getting. Yeah. It, this one starts getting yeah, darker. It's, it's cool. Not not my not my favorite, but I do. It's it is one there's of the better ones. There's some teen drama stuff. I think there's a dance yeah. there. And then this is where Robert Pattinson shows up as Cedric Diggory, and this is the yeah. first time you see uh, Voldemort in physical right. form. Yeah. This is the only time he's ever scary. <laughs> He is pretty scary in, in, in this the, one because he comes in. You're like, oh my god! But then he's yeah. like in the next one. He's looking like he's very theatrical. Spirit Halloween. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, it gets stupid after a while. Right. But yeah. anyway, sorry. Um, okay, so that's the top three. That is the top three. Dave, it's your turn to guess. Okay, is there like a Pixar movie or like Disney or what? Do we, what do we got here? Cars. The cars this year? No. There's no, no cars. Pixar. Uh, there is an animated in the top ten, not in the top five. Animated in the top ten. Dave, you should probably get it. Oh. It's yeah, it's true. Dave works. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely not Shrek Two. That was last year. It's not Shrek. Not Shark Tale. We did that already. It's not Shark Tale because that was also last year. Yeah. <laughs> not Shark Both Tale. Both in top ten. Uh, dragon. I was I was way early on Dragon. Notoriously, how to train your dragon. Damn, yeah, I, no, I'm blanking on no. what the. Is it? Uh, the, is it the it one? Is a th- franchise. 
It's the first Ice one Age? of it. No. Oh, Madagascar. Uh, Madagascar. Yeah. yeah. That's so it. So cars. You're close with cars. Madagascar. <laughs> what number is Madagascar? Number eight. Number eight. Saw in theaters. Okay. Number number four is. <sighs> what a weird. What a weird thing. So it makes sense that they started this franchise here. Uh, I'm always surprised, similar to America Dad, how many of these they made, and apparently they're still not done or are starting over soon with a, a big name director recently announcing they will be uh, at the helm for the reboot of this franchise. Live action? Yes, but you know, with lots of CGI. Mm. Hmm. Live action franchise, so starting in 05. Starting in 05. You would not think of this as a franchise, because I, oh. I bet you you'd be shocked at how many they made of these. Hmm. But not like Divergent, where you're like, yeah, I know they made a bunch of them. But not like, Hunger Games? You'd be like, no, Wait. not Hunger Games. No, but genre close. I just kind of lumped that in with Harry Potter. Um, yeah, I keep thinking that that area of the world. Dave, no Googling. I, can, I don't like where your eyes are going. What? You're like looking at screens. No, I'm not Googling anything about this. Fantasy franchise. You mm. definitely would remember they made this, but you probably wouldn't, unless you knew, knew the books that they were based on, would not be able to guess the names like of the Nar- other movies. Like Narnia? Yes. Oh. The Chronicles. Oh. oh, right, right, right. Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the War- Wardrobe. Right. Um, which they wound up making like three or four of. And now Greta Gerwig, oh. director of Barbie, is going to be doing next. Oh. Uh, she announced, which is. She's doing two, right? Yeah. She's attached they to did, two. Yeah. They did three live action? Yeah. I thought, they, I thought they like were going to do that, and then it just wasn't as po- that popular, so they stopped. Top 10? I mean, at some point, yes, but they did do... Hmm. I think they did three. So, in the top so that's 10? number four. Okay. Number five is a comedy. A, a comedy. Just a straight-up comedy. Wedding Crashers? One of the or? big ones. Yes, Wedding yeah. Crashers, oh. number five. Okay. Number six, an adaptation of a beloved children's book, uh, but and it is a remake of an old classic. We've talked about it in passing. Is it like... Uh, uh, no. Is it some Tim Burton shit? <laughs> yes. Okay, so it's one of those. Alice in Wonderland or something? Or? Uh, it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Number oh, six. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Number seven, the beginning of the change of the fu- the superhero genre. It is the first in a franchise, a mega franchise, and it definitely ignited a shift from the Spider-Man, the X-Men, into where things it's Batman, right? It's Batman. Batman, it's Batman, Batman be- Begins. Batman begins. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yep. Batman Begins is great. Number nine. Yeah. Number nine. The two stars were the stars of Dave's celebrity gossip segment. Daredevil? Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Daredevil is also Ben Affleck, Jennifer <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, number 10, another comedy. Um... I might have to slap you if you don't get it. Dodgeball? Slap me? Yep. Anchorman? Jackass? Jackass? Just try to get this name of this movie out of your mouth. Keep keep not having this movie's name. Yeah, Hitch. (laughs) What was the first thing you said? I don't even remember. I'm going to have to slap you if you don't get it. Oh, okay. 
Well, you know, it's funny you brought up the smack because Madagascar stars both Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett oh. Smith. Very true. Very Which true. I mean, I didn't see any way bring that up. <laughs> they, these people have a long history. Like when that slap happened, they never talked yes. about Madagascar. Famously voice acting. DreamWorks. <laughs> uh, play so, down. So Downplay. again, this is, you know, aside from Mr. and Mrs. Smith... <laughs> War of the Worlds and uh, Wedding Crashers. Dreamers. I mean, just this is just franchise. Both Dreamers. Stuff. Both Dreamers, by the way. What? I think War of the Worlds and Wedding Crashers are both DreamWorks. No, War of the Worlds is Paramount. Oh, never mind. It's nice a, try. Sorry, the head of. Nice try. <laughs> so the uh, this is the famous. Wait, it Oscar is DreamWorks. Wise. I got you. It is DreamWorks. It's a co-production with Paramount. Do not question my DreamWorks. <laughs> <laughs> This is a Tom's a Paramount guy. That's what it says on the Wikipedia page first. So that's what the first thing that popped up. They would do co-productions. Yeah, co-productions. Yeah. And then, like, they wouldn't make that much money. Like, DreamWorks would not make money Yeah, from it. Um, Everybody would be pissed Okay, so this it. is the famous... This is one of the biggest now kind of, you know, regarded Oscar travesties where the next year where Crash wins. Right. Um, instead of Brokeback. Instead of Brokeback. Which, in retrospect, is just... And even the other nominations. So the nominations were Crash, Brokeback, uh, Capote, which is okay, but Philip Seymour Hoffman won Best Actor for it. Good Night and Good Luck, George Clooney. It's oh, yeah. And then, I saw that one. And Munich, which I really like. A spe- the other Spielberg Munich, movie. Spielberg. Spielberg had two this movie. And I love Munich, like, a lot. Um, True marks. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> 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 Reese Witherspoon won Best Actress for Walk the Line. Uh, oh. Only one for Best Director for Brokeback. This one is, in retrospect, personally frustrating. Best Supporting Actor was George Clooney for Syriana. He he put on a fat suit and had a beard. Uh, this was also the year, though, Good Night and Luck, Good Luck, where he directed, and it was like, let's give George an Oscar. But yeah. uh, William Hurt was nominated for A History of Violence, the David Cronenberg movie for Best Supporting Actor, and it's just one of the freaking best 10 minute performances ever uh oh, rachel um, weiss is that um with vigo with vigo that movie's cool great yeah. such a great movie. yeah such i saw that movie. one yeah i saw um uh and then best supporting actress was rachel weiss for the constant gardener <laughs> really great movie um i actually rewatched that recently Love rachel weiss, so. so my i'm gonna give my personal top 10 because i like to do that and then i'll talk about just name some of the other ones that were there my biggest one i want to rewatch because this is one at the time I watched, I hated because it was boring, but now I realize that it was directed by Terrence Malick, uh, Dan's least favorite No, thank you. Ever. Uh, the, new, <laughs> the New World, the new which world, is the, right. the yeah, which everyone says is like the most beautiful looking movie. I never saw that uh, one. So I got to rewatch it. Uh, but so my, um, my top 10 is 2046, uh, which is Wong Kar Wai, Brokeback Mountain, History of Violence, Cachet, the Michael Hanukkah movie, which is really good, Memories of Murder, the Bong Joon-ho movie that is like Zodiac uh, before Zodiac, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was a movie I showed like everybody. That's Shane Black, uh, The Nice Guys, and Iron Man 3, Predator, Robert Downey Jr.'s like revival with Val Kilmer. Oh, amazing. Uh, sorry. I, I think I did see this. No, I think I saw it kind of re- kind of recently. Really good. Munich and War of the Worlds. I love both of those movies. Uh, old boy, the uh, Park oh. Chan Wook, and uh, and Constant Gardner, which is really great. I know you shake your heads at War of the Worlds. The first 
two thirds of that movie are <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Oh my god! When the when the aliens first come, that sequence is so awesome and terrifying. And yeah, it's then it, the movie kind of falls apart. I was just well because it relies on the the sun joining the military, and that the ending is frustrating. But it's yeah. such an incredible. It's so well made. It's really 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 good. But Munich is like on Munich is unbelievable. I love that movie I never, so much. I never saw Munich. I should watch it. It's really good. Uh, Memories of Murder is probably my favorite of that year, though. That's like an all-timer for me. It's a police procedural. But yeah, I mean, I mean, this is Walk the Line. This is 40-Year-Old Virgin, Red Eye, Sin City, Syriana, Kingdom of Heaven, which is a great Ridley Scott movie. The director's cut is so much better. Like, the director's cut is incredible of that movie. Uh, King Kong, the Peter oh, Jackson movie. Jack Black. Which yeah. is good. I saw that v in for Vendetta, which was like a big, you know, a big yeah, deal. Big v deal. for Vendetta. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, Junebug, Amy Adams, uh, and then, yeah, so... Forty Year Old Virgin, kind of the I mean, Apatow launch, I would say, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Forty Year Old Virgin was, like, the... Like, because, like... It felt like a shift crash, in comedy when that movie came it out. It did, yeah. and it's funny yeah, now... Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny now in retrospect that I never realized that it came out the same years as Wedding Crashers, because, like, Wedding Crashers... Does not age well. It's no. like it's still funny, but there's a lot of. It's like the Hangover. Offensives. It's like the Hangover. That doesn't age well either. Yeah. Which is even later though. Yeah. But like Forty Year Old Virgin, like there's a couple. Also, of Also, that doesn't age well either. I thought. What? Forty Year Old Virgin. It does. I think I saw it kind of recently, like, and I had a similar takeaway. I feel like it ages. It. I mean, there are some jokes that don't age well, but to, Wedding Crashers feels a lot meaner in a way. I yeah. think towards the the jokes. Definitely um, meaner, yeah. That's, tr that's true. I guess there's a, there's a, there's more of a heart and forty year old virgin, but there's like a whole like, you know how I know you're gay. That kind of like it, the, no, the it, riffing that's like kind of homophobic. But I think I think in the movie that's like like you kind of like see that as like okay, this is just two idiot guys joking. But then like the whole brother character in Wedding Crashers is really fucked up. <laughs> and yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So it's it's a little bit it's it does feel just a little bit different. But it does. I mean, there is that it is that big shift in in the comedy scene. And it is crazy to think about in retrospect that this is the year that I, I, that um, the Office began. So he just it's a big had year for a huge breakout. Mr. Steve. A uh, quick uh, DreamWorks roundup. <laughs> mm -hmm. Memoirs of a Geisha. Match that was point. This year? Woody Allen. Woody Allen, that's right. He was nominated for best uh, screenplay. Not in your top ten, huh? No. <laughs> Dave thinks uh, all Woody Allen things <laughs> hold up well. He said that. He said that off mic that he thinks they all hold up well. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Island. Oh, Michael Bay. God. Michael Bay. I've never really, seen it, really but that's, rough. that was a bad one. Really, really uh, rough movie. I, I remember liking that one. Is it bad? <laughs> I haven't watched it in so long, but my memory of it is... is I watched it like on HBO rough. one time. I, 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 I'll, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll recheck it out. It's been a long remember. time. Yeah. The Ring 2 as well. Ring 2. Pro Still ringing. Saw that in the theater, I think. Yeah. Dan, Dan, Dan. All right. Dan? All right. Final segment. No, it's Dave. He already did his weather thing. Oh, so that's right. Because, me. Right. All right. So we are doing Where Are They Now? All the DBP legends from the Bordemans past, seasons past, seasons yes. five and four, people from the the 90s and the 80s, they were popping back then. They might not be popping as much nowadays in the 2000s, but we still care about them, so we're catching up with them. We'll start with this story. From the Christian, Amy Grant, 
she hopped on the reality TV phenomenon by hosting Three Wishes, a show in which she and a team of helpers make wishes come true for small-town residents. The show debuted on NBC in the fall of 2005. However, it was canceled at the end of its first season due to high production costs and low caring levels from the <laughs> TV-watching public. Uh... Not unlike the character Genie from Aladdin, Amy was obligated to to her last name any wish a contestant was interested in pursuing. <laughs> her last name. Uh, th- okay, here's the next story. Throughout the 2005 NFL season, we didn't get any sports from Dan, but this hopefully will make up for it. Timothy, Timothy McGraw sang an alt version of his song, I Like It, I Love It every week during the season the augmented lyrics which change each week would make references to plays during sunday's games and the song would be played alongside video highlights during halftime on monday night football okay wait so wait he would change the lyrics to the same song every week yeah and it would be about the plays that yeah (laughs) that's really weird so I mean, it's a pretty cool, like, creative project for Tim. To get to, like... <laughs> tackle him? You tackle him now? I want to... Yeah, I want to know, like, what the examples were. Like, you, you yeah. Got, Fumbled the maybe ball. shout out, like, <laughs> players' names and stuff. Uh, but that's not all pigskin-wise for Mr. McGraw. Because later in the year, he achieved minority ownership of the Arena Football League's Nashville Cats. When majority owner Bud Adams... Who, who was the owner of NFL's Tennessee Titans, was awarded the expansion franchise. So that's it for Tim McGraw. Are you ready for alt lyrics? Alternatively? <laughs> yeah. I didn't really have a good one for that. But that's interesting. I do want to see that, Brandon. But I don't have yeah. it ready for us to watch. Okay. <laughs> and Arena was... What was different about Arena football than... XFL. Oh, uh, was it closed in? It was like indoor. Yeah, but there's stadiums that are indoors. I I don't. Oh. Uh, I actually don't know. I'm sure there's some hmm. differences with the field itself, and maybe some rules. I, maybe I don't it's know. just like a. Maybe it's just like wrestling, where it's just different. You know, uh, rules. League. League. Differently, yeah. right? It could be. I'm. Not, I'm actually not really sure. Yeah. It's not like XFL, okay. which is like you know, like a different, completely different yeah. sport, basically. Yeah. Okay, so how about this? Tall Backman's single aeroplane reached number 20 on the Canadian charts and was utilized to outstanding effect in the 2000 film American Pie Presents Bandcamp. (laughs) It was not not only played as an instrumental during the film proper, it was also displayed in its full lyrical glory during the film's credits. Uh, First, She's So High... Now, aeroplane, we get it, Mr. Bachman. You tall. <laughs> wow. Uh, really heavy. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, heavy the American gun. Pie franchise is just milking that so hard. With yeah, all and that's, that's like a straight to DVD. There were so thing, many right? of those. They did a bunch yeah, of those. There were so like many. National of Lampoon those stuff. And the like, Naked Mile. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's like the Book of Love. Yeah, yeah. Like, there there's so, so many. many. Stifler has like a younger brother character that I think is the main one in a lot of them <laughs> or something. Like there, it's all like side characters. Like, yeah, right. But I think Eugene Levy's in a lot of them. 
Oh yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He'll just like he'll show, show up other finger sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heavy D hits the boob tube, flexing his comedic funny bone with a guest appearance on CBS's Yes Dear, portraying Charlie in the fan favorite episode Barbecue, as well as pursuing slightly more serious acting on the crime procedural comedy drama and Brandon's personal favorite, Bones, <laughs> as, <laughs> as Mr. Sid Shapiro, a recurring character on season one of that bone-tingling TV show. Uh, heavy D indeed, as in heavy dramatic abilities from Monsu D. So yeah, Heavy D. I think we covered a song by him in the... On the board of it. Well, he's now that Had we to. found love. What That's his big head. But I don't, I don't think we did that. It wasn't that. that song, though. It was a different. It was a different Heavy yeah. D in the boys' song. Yeah. Uh, attention, attention. Important Bodine's bass player change update. <laughs> <laughs> Bodine's? <laughs> oh, my God. Bodine's. Wow, Bodine's. I haven't thought about that in a while. Yeah. Bob Griffin, who was the basis of the bass playing on Dean's tracks since 1985 has handed over the lower axe duties to new guy <laughs> Eric Holden. Yeah. Eric Holden the bass. Holden the bass. Yeah. I love you, man. Never watched that. Holden the bass. <laughs> After last year's second edition of his Greatest Hits collection, Greatest Hits Volume 2, this year sees a long-awaited and hotly anticipated release of his latest compilation album to notice. <laughs> the World of Stevie B. Wow. So Stevie B, yes. just heavy in the, the oh. greatest hit, hits compilation uh, world. This is his third one. <laughs> Stevie B, the, the last person I ever thought I was going to hear in a cab in Athens. Oh, that's right, right? Right. Oh, my that's God. So great. It was... The cab driver didn't speak English. The payment wasn't working. I w- I w- it was hot. We just got off the little plane. I wanted to get out. He wouldn't let us out. It was it was annoying. And on the radio is Stevie B because I love wow. you. And I was just laughing to myself. And I was like, what is happening right now? You, it was so strange. Did you explain to who you were with the significance? Yes, after okay, the fact, okay. yes. <laughs> but I was like, I was. it was just such an extra level of like distraction and stress I didn't need in that moment. It was really <laughs> Stressing you out. Yeah. CBB stressing you out. Um, well, this is a great opportunity for me to share my beliefs that, it, that if the entire world mirrored more closely the world of Stevie B, it'd be a much happier, not to mention funkier place to live and love in. That was the name of the compilation, The World of Stevie B. Okay. In, in 2005, Tevin Campbell made an appearance on Broadway. Wow. Bra- Brandway for the musical Hairspray as the oh. compelling character Seaweed J. Stubbs. I don't know Hairspray. Wow. Good uh, for him. Huh. And after some time off, Campbell had a steady job again, working Tevin nights a week <laughs> with a matinee on Sunday. <laughs> And it's that time of the episode to give our boy Phil more of his much deserved flowers. Wow, what kind of shit is he getting flowers. into in 2005? P H L O W E R S. All right. In 2005, good on Planet Rock listeners for voting Collins the fifth greatest rock drummer in history. Wow. Fifth. I don't know who's above him. Probably like. 
plenty. <laughs> Probably no, only four. Only four. Only four. Some Pl- Keith Moon. Yeah. Uh, Rock drummers. Uh, yeah. Bonham. It's probably Bonham, Moon. Moon. Neil Peart. Oh, Rush. Second, Rush, probably. Uh, yeah, Neil Peart. Neil He's Pert, probably number seven. Uh, and hey, 2005 the was a th- The guy from Creed. <laughs> guy from Creed. Guy from Creedence. <laughs> hey. And Ringo. Hey, Ringo. Ringo. Oh, yeah. Ringo, right? Yeah. And hey, 2005 was a particularly busy year for Phil because... From the previous year's June to this year's November, Collins performed his first final farewell tour, a sly <laughs> as hell reference to the multiple farewell tours of other popular artists at the time. Roast them, Phil. That's cute. Yeah. That is not to mention that in 2005, he also donated autographed drumsticks in support of PETA's, or is it PETA or PETA? PETA. Peter's campaign against Kentucky fried chicken, but idiotically missing the point completely. The signed drumsticks Phil donated were ones he purchased as a part of a bucket of chicken from the aforementioned <laughs> meat using KFC. <laughs> Phil, what the hell? Alright, so wait, hold on. Did he really donate what? drumsticks or did you make that part well, of that? No, that part I made up. Okay, like, uh, okay. He d- he donated is, well oh. you could really believe that Phil would donate chicken. I, I, maybe. <laughs> no no not chicken. Maybe. No no that he, like uh, not chicken. No, oh, like, you like drumsticks. Like bones, bones. <laughs> no, I thought he ge- I thought that part of the story was real, that he has signed drumsticks. That part's real, yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. It's real. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. The joke okay. is fake. Okay. No, sorry. Yeah, it was. He's a There's drummer. a shot he's, that the whole thing was fake because it's the word drumstick. That's why I thought you did it. Oh like, no, no. Well, I think it was a play on. But I was. I oh, he did it on. as a play on it. Maybe I don't really oh, know. Maybe like, he, he did. That how would, do you get into? Well, if he uh, named his, if he named his tour that, yeah, maybe yeah. he was being a little. He was being a little stinker. Uh, but if he's a top five drummer, so of course he's you know drumsticks are worth a lot of money. His drumsticks. Um, all right, I gotta share this last part of the show. Yes, best part of any show. We got audio. We got audio to listen to. Computer audio to listen to. <laughs> I'm the only one who remembers the good stuff from this segment. You guys don't. <laughs> Neither of you do. I'm the only one who highlights that. <laughs> Here are three albums by Where Are They Now artist. The first one up. I don't know what kind of slummy lifestyle you guys were living in the year 2005, but what I do know is that on April 26th of that year, our beloved mint condition of Mm. Pretty Brown Eyes fame was absolutely living the luxury brown with their album, Living the Luxury Brown. (laughs) And let's, let's hear a cut from that. This is a song called... Had I been uh, aware of mint condition at the time, would have listened to this you, undoubtedly. You would have definitely listened. I yeah, thought this about is that. this is yeah. something I would have downloaded and listened to. Yeah, like okay, this this is called "Look What You Done to Me" from "Living the Luxury Brown." <laughs> Steel drum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thing a man could see, even scooped up diamonds. 
took my time, but still you burn through my mind. Now look what you've done to me. Looks like I've just been loving you, girl. So sick from your love. It's so weird. That's a weird thing. The uh. That one? Like the synth, like the... There's some weird stuff in there, but... Um, yeah. Kind of a fun song. It's the a, it's the voice is still there, but they've lost completely what makes them cool is the fact that they're a band. They're like, I know. They lo- like, it come sounds on. like a... Yeah. What, what does it sound like, the production style? Like anything else in that time, really. I mean... Damn. You're going to shit on it? I thought it sounded pretty nice. No, I... There was some cool stuff in there. I like his yeah. vocals, but bling, bling, I was also bling, listening bling, to like Brian McKnight albums at the bling, time. Bling, it sounds bling, like, bling. you know, it's when everyone was trying to do the like Jay Dilla, like off time, like beats and stuff and not getting it exactly right. I think it sounds fine. I think you guys are under. Uh, I don't hate it, but like I said, they're missing <laughs> it's a pretty what, good beat. What it's made a, it's them not cool amazing, is that they were good. a band. What made them cool is that it was a yeah, band. Yeah, that's fair. This it's sounds little, more like a solo act, which. They had to update their sound. Yeah. You know, they had to update yeah. their sound. All right. Sorry. That was controversial, but we got something next that maybe won't be controversial. This next artist's legendary infantile visage did not stop him from being both grown and sexy. Because on July 26th, uh, we see the release of the Babyface album, of course entitled Grown and Sexy. Danny, know it? Probably. I mean, I, I, this is an album I listened to before. At some point, I have, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this song is called Drama, Love, and Relationships. I'm about who's right or who's wrong. It's not about who's weaker or who's strong. It's not about who's innocent or whose fault. It ain't really about that kind of thing at all. It's not about who does it or done it or did it to who. Don't matter if the both of you lose. It's really not about nothing except for me and you. It's all about drama and love and relationships. And <laughs> I like that. You do with that, and you don't ever, you never walk away from it. You hold on, hold on, you be strong. It's all about drama and trust and making it. If you're somebody, mess up, you take it in. Don't let nobody come between you. you the stupid thing yeah i like that yeah it's about what i would expect yeah <laughs> yeah that's him that's what he's good at yeah it made me appreciate his vocals a lot like he sounds really good in, on the song he sounds he sounds good and he has good chord changes he's a smart musician he's like he's, yeah he knows it too. yeah he gets it i mean we've um, talked about better song writer producer than he is artist though you think so? Of course. Yeah, I guess Come so. On. Think about all the stuff he's produced. Yeah. Yeah. But he sounded good here. I liked it a yeah, lot. Yeah. No, it was bad. Okay. You know. Enjoy all it. Right, two duds. Good background. Right, uh, <laughs> I would have both of these on in the background at any point. 
Yeah, right? They're, they're good background. No problem. They feel like no problem. Much of, very much of the time. Yeah. They're very competently constructed. All right. Lastly, I know when I lay my little bitch ass head down to sleep every single night that this next artist and I are having the same dream. Because on an unspecified date this year, John Cicada wow. is back with his album, Same Dream. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. We got uh, this song, which is going to be, I think, I think it's going to hit a little bit more. It's called <laughs> My Baby Don't Rock Like That. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hey, man, Simply Red just taking this off. Oh shit. <laughs> wow. Uh, kind of like this. <laughs> kind of like this part. <laughs> oh, man. Doing some, like, MJ uh, yeah. <laughs> themes with the privacy, like, obsessive privacy. They don't do threesomes. That's such a one -on -one. weird, like, like, genre of song of, like, like I'm gonna acknowledge this really famous good song and like sometimes do it, but then maybe this idea I have would sound really good instead. Yeah. <laughs> like, but but not. It's so. He, he did it's a total so fuck song. He did a total fuck jam. Very, what do you mean? Like very sexual sounding. That song very. Yeah, but it's like very like uh, traditional, <laughs> traditional like fucking. He's like, we only want our privacy. We don't like. We have sex and it's great, but like it's only for us yeah. to see and know about, and no one else. Right. Is no, she said like no sharing at one point. Yeah, <laughs> I, w I I was missing you guys quite a bit because the place that I was staying at, like the house, was up in the hills, and there were cicadas everywhere. And like every night, oh. I would be like, I wish I could make a reference right now, but <laughs> no, nobody, no, but nobody would get, get it. it at all. Yeah, nor should they. Nor should they. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just for us deserve <laughs> to know. I have a little bit of, of a bonus, too, because this is a, a cut from the same album, but it's a song we know, but it's his version of it. Let's hear it. It's kind of? Kind of like the last one. <laughs> yeah, but this one he was actually involved uh, songwriting-wise. Uh, Gloria? I was just going to guess. Does he do a Gloria yeah. song? Wow. I was going to guess. Does he do a Gloria song? Okay. Yeah. Why <laughs> be Love it. Okay. Because <laughs> he, he co-wrote the song, right. I believe. I mean, the original. With uh, Gloria and Amelia. The original is so good. Yeah. <laughs> 
her her first like big song after that horrible uh, bus accident. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that was Cicada getting to do his version of the song that Gloria yeah. made famous. Kind of like the Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald thing where like you Right. Know, right. That was his way of coming version. out of the dark of his career. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like now's yeah. the time. Now's the time. Everyone was aware of it. Everybody's aware of it. Everybody's aware of it. Uh, but that's it. That's it for where are they now? That's it for Dan and Brave Bravo. Sorry, Dan and Bravo, two thousand five. My bad. But uh, all duds, Dave. Yeah. All duds. No, all kidding. Triple dud. <laughs> Qu- quadruple dud. No, I liked them all. I thought it was that was fun. And that's it though. Dan and Dan and yeah, two thousand five. I mean, you know, we were like we said, we were let down by the main Billboard charts, but. You know, with the bonus bills, with this, there's, there's there's always stuff to find. But I do really think that this is a weird time. It's hard because we were there, but yeah. even looking back, the nostalgia is not like a longing nostalgia. It's kind of like a yeah, it, it's totally. Feels, it, it just feels different. It, it, it feels like a weird, yeah. really strange time in culture that I'm very, very curious to see will resurface. Uh, you know, like. 90s culture or even more early aughts culture kind of I don't know weird time really weird time weird time weird time but and we had a weird time together guys that's <laughs> kind of a fun weird time um, oh I didn't say it directly in my weather segment uh, with Hurricane Katrina but stay tuned for the next episode it'll be uh, a lot of Katrina oh, yeah. related a lot stuff, of Katrina stuff. <laughs> we're doing in the yeah. next episode hope it goes over well we're gonna enjoy it don't know if you guys will yeah never know if you guys <laughs> never know if the audience likes it when we do this specific kind of format that we're doing next episode i don't think they do yeah but uh um, yeah maybe they'll like us doing this version of it yeah who knows who knows yeah well i'm presenter brandon uh saying almost goodbye to 2005 but we'll be there for just a little bit more goodbye thank you brandon presenter number two presenter danny coming out of the dark thank you so thank you danny presenting our number three dave cologne keep listening and uh this episode made me appreciate this year a little bit more but i agree with brandon but i think we're more nostalgic for the 90s even though we lived through that maybe because we're less familiar with it and like the time before we were alive in the 80s so it's, it's not for us maybe to be nostalgic for maybe it's a younger generation to be nostalgic for a generation that wasn't really there for it so yeah. the best since we were there for yeah. it it seems unremarkable kind of <laughs> but it was still it's still interesting still interesting yeah the best stuff yeah. is probably Grand Theft Auto I mean, that's <laughs> yeah that's, I did get nostalgic about that I got nostalgic about that's that that's probably the best thing that's happening in the yeah. it's Grand Celebrity Theft Auto it's right Celebrity Fit Club yeah Fit Club Fit Club yeah there you yeah. go. All right. Well, and that's that pen, it. that pen toy. That <laughs> 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 toy was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the cat. I cat. I like the cat. Oh yeah. I, I, I kind of like the cat. Yeah. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye.